Hello, Body Slams fans, and you're tuning in to Thursday Night Slam. That's right. This is uh, episode, I believe, 15, I think, I believe we're on. I believe so. Yeah, we're up there. We're, we're getting there pretty high. Uh, and the man sitting right next to me. What up? Is none other than T. Reyes, Tony Reyes, leader of the new school, job extraordinaire. <laughs> I work for hot dogs and sodas for the longest. No handshakes. He gets the Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Good job. Good job. And we're missing somebody right now. What do you think it is? Is it Mikey? No, he's off tonight. No. No. Austin's going to come in a lot later on in the show. Hmm. Might be Pat. Do you think it might be? Nah, nah, nah. He never shows up. Nah, we, we don't, definitely don't need no knob gobbler here. Uh, oh, I know. The guy with his own personal banner, Mr. Uh, Dennis Reaper. No, it's I not there tonight. Have a banner tonight. Not tonight. Oh, so you just no. want to show You just want to no, show well, up the last time. I didn't like how it was set up last time, so I have to. I was going to do this outside. I was going to sit on the deck and, and, and do it. But I ran out of time tonight to get everything. Um, also, my tripod that holds my ring light is in the girlfriend's trunk. So, uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. dropped the ball and having everything ready. No, it's, it's good because I had to run around with my head cut off when I got home. I had to unpack uh, shit that I had uh, put away from over the weekend. So I was running around trying to get all this set to get uh, set up and I didn't get a chance to write down notes or or anything get anything ready because you know uh we're on a time constraint with uh everything we do right now uh but eventually um for people who don't know our breakfast and body slam show we pulled it from the studio so eventually we will have it in-house like this uh the next one should be I think it's like the first or second week of October. I'll get you the date maybe on the next show. We'll, we'll let you know. But October is the next one. And then probably in November. Right now we are still deliberating. We That's right. I used the big word. We are deliberating. We are discussing the, discussing uh, uh, show days and times. Uh, we're thinking about going every week with breakfast and buy slams on a Sunday at 11. Like I said, we're still thinking about it or maybe flip flopping and do two breakfast and buy slams and maybe only two Thursday night slams starting in November, but we're not sure yet. So it's up in the air. We got to look at all our schedules and see what's going on. Uh, but meanwhile, let me get the cheap plugs out the way before I get in trouble from Pat. Uh, jump on to Devereaux sports. On Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, where you can see all of our brothers in arms with their shows. Uh, you got the Combat Misfits at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, Breakfast and Body Slams. That's us. That's right. Thursday nights at 9.05 currently. Saturdays, you got the Old School Show, the Scrapple Boys, and uh, formerly uh, Breakfast and Body Slams. We're, we're, we're not on Saturdays no more. Well, except for the one coming up. Uh, for next month, but we will announce it. Sundays, you got the Gobbler Inc. at 9 a.m., followed up by the Combat Misfits. And just so happens, the Sullivan Squad switched 
uh, days as well. They will be now on Mondays at 6 p.m. And don't forget about our impromptu pop-up pipe bomb show that can happen anytime, anywhere, with anybody. That's right. Uh, Let's give a quick shout-out to our podcast affiliates out there who's doing big things, and uh, we praise them highly because... You know, they support us. We support them. The guys at the Tornado Tag Podcast, the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and all the way from Puerto Rico, Conversacion de Lucha Libre, and all three, you can Google and find them on any platform out there where podcasts are available. Now, uh, this is an impromptu ad right here, which I want to plug personally. Uh, if you have not checked it out, if you're a single father or even you're a dad in general and you got little ones running around or, or you, or you're got one on the way, check out, uh, pro dad pod. That's right. Pro dad pod. And if you want to know who hosts it, it's my man from SPF from South Philly finest, Jimmy Conway. And his boy Jose, uh, they the it's 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 really good. Um, I was just listening to it today. Uh, guys in the business, and you know it's it's great to hear other perspectives when you know when you have wrestling in your life, and then all of a sudden now you have a kid, and then you have other uh, friends in the business that you could talk to about. Like I could talk to Dennis. I can talk to. Guys like uh, uh, Tony Depp, and I could talk to Conway. I could talk to a bunch of guys in business. All had little, all have small kids and stuff like that, and we all get along. And it's great to be fathers, especially when a lot of us have have girls, little girls. So that that's a big up. So check them out online, Pro Dad Pod on Facebook. So. With that being said, and with our other uh, guests not, uh, well, our other co-hosts not being here right now, just me, Dennis, and T, we're going to bring in our guest. That's right, our guest for tonight. He is a super crazy pro wrestling United States champion. He's a triple WA world heavyweight champion. Uh, he is also a member of, I hope I get the group right, the dynasty might be dynasty reign supreme. He'll tell me otherwise if I get it wrong. He's aligned himself with Black Cheese, Deshaun Pratt, and Darian Hardway. None other than Tony Batista. What's going what on, up? fellas? Thanks for having me on. What up? What up? How's it going, brah? Never felt better. I'm on top long, of the world right now. Long night in and out there. Uh, Pumping the iron tonight, getting in the ring, schooling the young boys. Doing a little bit of everything, you know. You know, you got to stay ready so you don't get ready. It's what the kids say now. Yeah, yes, sir. sir. So let's jump into the thick of things here right now. Uh, Without wasting any time, my friend, who was your idols? How did you get in this business? So I have a few. I have a few. Um, Obviously, if you look at my gear. It has Macho Man written all over it, very in, in the Tony Batista way, but it has the stars and everything, the shiny, uh, the, all those shiny gimmicks and stuff. That's all Macho Man. But I had a lot of influences. I mean, I grew up, you know, like any kid, 
loving the hoaxer, you know, and those big guys, those larger than life guys. Um, Cause you know, we got WWF programming from New York. So I'm from New York. So that's what I got. Until to about junior high where I started seeing a little bit more WCW, but those kind of guys influenced me. And then as I got older, you start liking wrestlers for different things. Like I used to secretly love all the heels, even though that was taboo in the house because we're supposed to like the good guys. But yet I'm doing the very Rick root swivel and, Something about Million Dollar Man and Mr. Perfect just I loved and, you know, those kind of things. Um, I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler, but, I mean, I kind of gave up on that because, you know, I'm like, how do you attain that? Like, that's not a thing. To me, it was not a thing. It was no – I didn't know there was schools and things of that nature. So I just went up, went about my life. And then one day um, I realized it's very much a possibility. And I ended up being in the right place at the right time. I was living in San Antonio, Texas. Found a very credible school in, th- in the Texas Wrestling Academy. Went down just to see if, like, man, maybe I want to sit on this side of the fence. And uh, luckily for me, I ended up being one of the top three, one of the top three decisions and best decisions I've ever made in my life um, because it changed my life forever. Now, you say Texas Wrestling Academy. Is that the one that was uh, – was it – at the time when you went, was this – based under Shawn Michaels at the time, so, or or did it switch hands? Yeah, it was formerly known as the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy with that big class with the with the, uh, Brian Danielson and Brian Kendrick and Lance Cade and all those guys. That That's that's pretty much uh, – those are the – I'm from that same alma mater, I guess you can say. But then when Shawn yeah. Michaels went back to wrestle full-time, he turned over the school to Rudy Boy Gonzalez, and he changed the name to Texas Wrestling Academy – and you know he has a, his promotion, Texas Wrestling Entertainment, and now it's his school, and that's where uh, I come in. You're in that area. Now, now I noticed uh, when you're telling us uh, uh, your 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 history of growing up, who you like, and you got to the wrestling school. There was a, I'm guessing there was a big gap in between of how how did you get from New York to Texas, though. Like, well, you know, I, I spent I, I spent a couple of minutes in 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 uh in the military. I was in I was in the Air Force for 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 a few minutes, and um it just took me all over the world. And the real story is, I was actually stationed in New Jersey for some time, and then that's when I really found out that this wrestling school thing was actually a real thing. And I took a long drive to the Monster Factory, and um and when I just I checked it out. I was offered to come, you know, an opportunity to come back to, to for a tryout. Um, but around about a week later, coincidentally, uh, I had an email notifying me that I got orders, meaning that my duty assignment, my location was going to change to te- San Antonio, Texas, to be an instructor at our academy. And um, yeah, so I started getting pissed off because I'm like, man, I finally had the courage to do this because really fear was, was what was holding me back. And um, but something told me just to keep going. And in my Google searches, I looked at the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy because you always hear about it on TV from like you know time I was a child to now, and uh, but I couldn't find it. Then I found Funaki School, then I found Booker T School in Houston, which was a four-hour drive from San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And I just did another search again for Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy, and finally I saw a, a, a website that it directed me to another website, which is the Texas Wrestling Academy. And then I read the bio, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I just went and checked it out, and um, and it was great because it was like a fifteen minute drive locally, um, from base to training. And training finished 
uh, training started, I mean, typically on a good day of work, uh, it gave me like maybe an hour, sometimes half an hour or less, you know, uh, times you just get to training. So I'm like, man, it's going to be a long day because I come from a physical job to another physical line of work. But I mean, it, it was my, like everyone says, it's their dream. It is my dream. So I just did it. I, I, you know, it's like shut up in color and I did it because it was worth it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's that hustle you got to put in. We all know uh, about that. Me, T, Dennis, we, 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 we've been down that road ju just like you have. You know, you go to work and, and whatnot. Uh, I want to commend you. I want to say thank you for serving our, our country and stuff like that. Uh, we have a, a, a fellow vet right here with T. He served himself. What up? Thank you for serving, man. Thank you for yours. I had nothing else but a on a Friday night. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. No, I'm saying my, my, mine was a little bit different, man. I had I had to leave. I had to do something. <laughs> so uh, it was a it was a complicated time. No, no. It, it, in all honesty, mine was uh the towers fell, and you know that's my hometown. So yeah, do what I gotta do. I I actually I had a I had I felt like I had front row seats to to, to watching it. I saw the South Tower mm. get hit and the uh, and the South Tower fall. Through the window, I'll never forget. Wow! Yeah. No, my my mother woke me up and said, "Pito, uh, something happened in New York." And I'm like, "Oh, oh my god!" I'm thinking, "Ah, oh, they they did it again," you know. Not, and then when I saw what was happening, I'm like, "Oh, we going to war?" Yeah, and, and that's the first thing that that, that went to my mind. It was like, I automatically knew we were going to war. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think so, the whole world knew at that point we were going to war. Man, you'd be surprised the, the when the first tower. Who well, I didn't see the first tower uh, get hit. So when I, I'll never forget. I was at welding shop, and um, I saw we saw the towers on fire. I said, oh look, the towers are on fire. That's what we thought. It looked like King Kong took a chunk out the side of the building. So we didn't think nothing of it. And you asked me what a terrorist was. I'm like, I don't know. Bad people. Like I was just ignorant, naive to the whole thing. When the second plane hit, um, the second tower got hit. That's when I started getting a little. A little scared because you see it's so the skyline is so big, you know. And I was like in the fifth or sixth floor that everything seems that much closer. Yep. You know, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared at that time. Look, I yeah. lived outside of Philly, um, and at the time my my middle school was on strike, so I was home. My dad woke me up and was like, "Hey, one of the one of the trade centers in New York got hit by a plane. You want to come out and watch news?" Or I'm like, "Yeah, I'll come out." And then no, I mean no more than like ten seconds of sitting down. This the plane, the other plane just went right in. I'm like, I'm yeah. like a little kid. I'm like, did that just happen? Like we're not like I asked my dad, am I watching a movie? This can't be real. Like I was literally just in New York with my school, or with my dad at a baseball game. Like not even like a month before then, I just saw the building. So I'm like, yep, this is bullshit. This isn't real. And it turned out it was like, it was legit. This is really what's going on. And the only words out of my mouth to my dad was, so we're going to war now? Yeah, shit you not. You said that a few, like, days ago you was looking at this shit. And that's how, like, literally 48 hours prior to that, me and my sister, her best friend and another friend got in a car and went to NYC around 2 in the morning to get a slice of pizza. Dead ass. We went down there to get a slice of pizza. We drove by, saw the towers, everything. And two days later, 
like I, I remember I, because like I remember that slice of pizza. I remember watching it, and fucking Steph, my sister's friend, said, "What if that shit just falls on us?" No lie, wow. she said that, and I'm like, "Nah, ain't gonna happen." A couple yeah. days later, it happened. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like me as as far as I goes, I really hate when I get the question, "Where were you?" When 9-11 happened, uh, I feel really bad for talking about it because I felt very ignorant being uh, where I wasn't into watching news and stuff to see what's on TV. Because anytime you see stuff on news, it's always either negative or some bullshit or someone's talk. And like and, and for and like I didn't know anything about this stuff until the next day to the very next day, because all I was worried about was what the fuck all this shit's on TV. I can't find I'm trying to find a good movie or something on the watch and I just see news everywhere and I just turn it off and go watch video game or play play some video games or something like that cuz I was very ignorant at the time so it's like I didn't know about it until the very next day when I started seeing the newspapers and everyone's like like what the hell is going and then everyone then you hear everyone talking about it more because I kept myself sheltered in at the time when it happened so yeah I I really I, I really don't try to talk about it even though it doesn't really affect me like it does other people i just felt me personally i was just an ignorant person at the time yeah like uh, at that time i was like probably at one of my best in-ring physical shapes because i could not get blown up very easy which is always a good thing in the ring (laughs) and uh once that happened my whole gear and dynamics from wrestling changed like like, cause I wanted to, I wanted to pursue wrestling and things of that nature. But once that happened, like there was this roadblock that would not let me, and it still didn't let me ha- have my own way, even years later. And I just became full hua hua and did what I gotta do. You know, I, I I basically signed up, literally, about maybe twenty eighth September twenty eighth. A year to the day of it going down, because I want to get in military shape instead of ring shape. Yeah, uh, and uh, which they don't. Which I learned that doing both at the same time, they, they don't translate each other. Nah, man, <laughs> it's two translate. totally different things. It, yeah. Like either you're gonna wake up hurting and okay for one, or just gonna be hurting all day for the other. It, it's two totally different dynamics. Let me tell you, I was in shape because I was. You know what I used to do? I, to, to in layman's term, I used to teach uh, law enforcement tactics, security tactics, and combat tactics. It's really the only entity in the Air Force that actually does that because Air Force really doesn't do that, but we did. <laughs> so I was in shape. My first two weeks of training, I was miserable of how blown up I was. <laughs> like it just doesn't translate. Like wrestling is no joke. <laughs> no. Look, I I ran half marathons and cross country and track and field and everything, and then I moved up here and you know at first I started wrestling training out in Orlando with um, a wrestling school, and the first two weeks or so I felt fine. It was no issues. I moved up here and where I got my lord, I can't tell you how much pain I was in. I can't explain. Well, I can explain it to y'all because you guys get it, but to a normal fan, I can try to explain it to you. But you will never understand the amount of pain and blown up we were. Like, I was throwing, like, I think the first week of wrestling school, after all the blow drills, I was throwing up, like, every day. 
Like, <laughs> I thought I was in great shape because I can go to the gym, hop on a treadmill, and run for an hour. Perfectly fine. Go to a wrestling school, 10 minutes in, I'm like, <gasps> I'm but done. I, but then, and then, you take, and you, then you take that person and you give him a... Uh, Give him seventy pounds worth of gear and put him in hundred and twenty degree weather in Iraq. It's asking to clear out a village. That wrestler will probably blow up. It's just I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I don't know the science behind it, but it's just like it's they, a different beast. You, you have to do yeah. It's just well, yeah. it's like it's like that. I'm gonna throw this out as an example. Like when you say uh, you run and do all this other physical um, uh, stuff with training. Where sometimes you're used to doing that, like uh, long running and stuff. When it comes to wrestling, you're bumping, you're getting up, you're doing those short bursts. Bam, up, bam. It's like doing suicides in basketball. It's like, boom, you're, you're running really fast and you got like a dead stop. Go back to it. So basically, as soon as you got that momentum, you got to kill it and then come back, start back up again. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's like a car. You got to have that torque the, the, and those good brakes. You stop. And and punch and go. That's exactly. So, that's exactly it. Because yeah. um, with the military, they train you for longevity to keep going, no matter what. Do not stop. In We're, wrestling, they it's teach you stop to take up, it. Stop is yeah. basically breaking your wind. That way, yeah. your cardiovascular is up there. Is is a totally different wind from running six miles with a group of people, and like. Agonizing, uh, but you truck it through. With wrestling, there's no uh trucking it through. You have to like get that win, get back up, get back down, break yourself, get back up. You know, you're always you, you're at peak, and then you break yourself down. You're at wow. peak, then you break yourself down, and, and that's a whole different win. And 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 and, and the way do I I describe it to some people is like um, when they. Drop the f word about wrestling, you know the the eh, eh, no, I don't want to say it. Uh, when when they drop that f bomb about uh, wrestling, uh, I say, well, check this out. For pro wrestling being the way it is, your other sports, you have timeouts, you have uh, um, extra players that take spots for you, whatever, like that. Um, there's no off season for us. There's a lot of times we go from show to show hurt, like especially if you're doing a double shot and you just maybe you sprained your ankle or foot and you got to drive in your gear to get to the next town to go and perform real quick. Uh, well, like I said, there's no off season for pro wrestling. There's no timeouts for us. There's no unless you're working a tag team match or or something like that where there's more than you and one other person, uh, you really can't take a, a, a little break in between to check on yourself then, really, honestly. It's, it's you, go time. Or if you get severely injured, the, the, the typical mindset of a wrestler, I mean, I'll speak for me, when I got hurt badly, it's not like, oh, my God, uh, no, you just sell and then finish the match or whatever the case may be, then go to the ER, you know. You know, I used to get me mad, the F word, too, like really mad, um, to the point that I <laughs> – because I, I was working, I was in the military while wrestling, and I told a the, the military is broken up and enlisted in officers, right? And um, I had a significant rank, but I I pretty much told an officer um, if he says the f word to me, that I'm gonna smack the, the dog shit out of him. <laughs> and luckily, 
my reputation was like uh, it was it was reputable. I was reputable. Like the people respected me because of the job I did. So they kind of let that slide. But then I started realizing, like, you know what? Let me not even get mad at that no more because the people that say, use the f word, they they're not even our fan base because they don't care. You know what I mean? Wrestling is stupid. It's fake. But I mean, Spider Man doesn't shoot firewebs out his ass or spider webs yeah. out his ass either. You know what I mean? But they love that though, right? They, but so it's like so it's like yeah. But whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's not like because I can also say, you know, hey, why don't you come down to the ring and see if it's how fake it is or whatever the case may be. But they're not because they're not interested in it. So I rather and, now I, I, the way I look at it is I rather focus on those pe- those people that 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 spend their hard earned money to go see us do what we do because they appreciate us. I mean, even though some some people critique us it, and all this well, other jazz, whatever. It, ex- exactly what 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 you're saying there. Uh, when we're in the ring performing we are performing for the people who get us not the ones that don't that's yeah. the whole point that's like a musician they're going out there they're playing with their band for people who come to see them not for the ones who don't want to hear them yeah that's why they're there and those first time fans that actually go for whatever reason i try to suck them in so they could come back again and i like to get an outside crowd because wrestling is you know wrestling is, a, is a, it's still a subculture it's super popular but it's still a subculture you know and it's small and it's very niche at, at, at times but I mean, so if I could get some of those people from the outside to come in, great. But I don't know that I'm gonna sit down for it's, five it's, hours and explain to somebody. Uh, it's great uh, when you can uh, cross uh, cross promote something to bring in new fans, especially like ones who who never uh, seen it before. Like uh, when you have um, I hate to say musical artists, like like you know they had Bad Bunny. A lot of his fans came over just to watch him. And then they, you know, they became wrestling fans, yep. and vice versa. Where some, maybe some, maybe never listen to Bad Bunny's music, which I still have it. Like I, I don't listen to this stuff anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's ones who are re- wrestling fans who just finally, you know, start hearing this stuff. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. Okay, I'm gonna start now. He just picked up some WWE fans now right. as well too. So uh, I cross promoting. I want to. I want to say wrestling is subcultured. It, it, it's more because uh, it, it's a big pop influencing culture with wrestling. You, you could you could say that with Becky Lynch, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and the rest of them. It, it, it's that we get belittled by people because we like the product, so people are scared to admit they like product. It, they're not subcultures. It's the ticket revenue proves that. It, it, it's just. They're scared around their peers or or their acquaintances. When when they say I like wrestling, they're scared of that repercussion. Oh, you like what? Get out of here, little kid. This and that, right. and people like that ruin it for everybody else because you know nobody can have anything they can like that's wholesome and good. Right. You know. Look, I had coworkers say wrestling was fake until they saw some of the videos from the last show where me getting thrown through chairs. They're like, "Oh, they ain't real chairs." And I had one in my car. And I'm like, okay, let me go get the chair. They go, you have it? I'm like, yeah. I go get the chair. I bring it in. And they hit it. They're hitting it with it. I'm like, they're like, this is real. I'm like, yes. We're hitting each other with real goddamn chairs. And I, 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 like, I, I tell them, I tell them, uh, you tell my doctor bills how fake they are. You tell my uh, dislocated shoulder or, or, or my blown knee how fake it is. You tell that... Uh, yeah, I can fall 15 feet off the top of a steel cage, not once, but twice, and land, and you tell me how, how fake it is. You know, like, like uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm going to go out here and say, yes, uh, 
McMahon and the sports entertainment, they screwed it up when they hold, when they said, yeah, we're sports entertainment, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the pain, the bumps, everything we do that we put our bodies on the line, it's brutal. It's, it's, it's physically, uh, like we, I don't know how a lot of us get out of bed the next morning. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I don't, look, I'm going to say it this way. I felt fine after the show, okay? I felt perfectly <laughs> fine. It was when Monday came around, and I was wondering why, I will say this live on the internet, why my right butt cheek felt like I literally took, like, got shot by paintballs again because I used to work at a paintball facility. When I say the bruise was about that big on my right butt cheek, that was one. And then my left kidney had another one that was about that big, um, and my forearm right here was fully covered. My coworkers are like, "Oh, that that happens." I'm like, "No, it's not supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to be bruised." I'm like, "We're trained to like not actually hurt ourselves." Like, oh, I am physically broken right now. I'm like, I'm at work building closets, and I could barely put weight on my right leg. But I didn't do it, you know. Like what someone says, we there's guys that do it for the fat, do it for the boys in the back. I did it for the goddamn fans. I know, Tony, when you wrestle for Super Crazy and Triple WA, you can give two shits about the boys in the back. And I've been back in the locker room when you're, you know, and hearing you talk and, and talking with you. I know you can give two shits about the boys in the back. Yeah, your friends, your family, but your job majority all the time, you're always focused on those fans. Because all the times you're like, hey, what did you, you know, did the, did the fans react right to me? Absolutely. Every time. you, The fans, whether they like you or hate, like you or hate you, you make sure those fans are the most important thing to you in that show. You know, and, and again, that's because who you were trained by, you know, being starting down in Texas by Rudy, which is a phenomenal trainer. And I think he's always going to, he's always been a great wrestling trainer and knows what he's teaching. And you, you know, you coming up the super crazy, you know, from O-Dog and all of them. And, you know, you're, you're being trained right, you know, and you, you listen, you, you've, you've learned everything that you've been taught so far and you, and you're, you keep moving up the nape, the needle on the, on that stacker to where you're going to get to go. It's because you learn, you know, you're, you're not there to like say, Hey, I don't care what this guy's saying. I don't want to listen to him. It's like, you're literally soaking it all in and you're always looking to get better. Every time I see you at a triple WA show, you're always like wanting to know, Hey, would this, does this sound right to you? Does this not, would, would you do this? Like yes. to me, when you when anybody when you've asked me about stuff like I take that as a compliment because you're you're asking my opinion and that that means a lot to me. That's the same thing for Chio. That would be the same thing for T. Like I've asked Chio multiple times. Hey, did you watch my match? Yeah, how did it look? Hell no, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Half the time he didn't watch it because he's working the audio system, <laughs> and that's a legit shoot. But like he'll get a chance to watch it and he'll message me like, "Hey, I didn't like that," or "This didn't work." I, I would tweak this. All right, cool. You know, and you always ask that question. Even after your matches, you're like, hey, I don't think that looked right. What did you think? Like, to me, that's knowledge, man. That That's something that we you can't be taught in wrestling. That is that is something that you always want to learn. You always want to keep learning that knowledgeable, knowledge stuff. You know? I want to. I appreciate I want to back. Yeah, I, I want to backtrack. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying I appreciate that. Uh, no, nah, because I mean. It, there's, there's no such thing. I keep hearing there's no such thing as a perfect match, but I, it, it's but wrestling, 
a lot of the vets always say, oh, it's easy. They keep using the word easy, easy, easy. You know, it's not rocket science. But to me, I get, it is rocket science because there's things that we inherently do as humans that doesn't necessarily translate as a professional wrestler or even an actor or whatever the case may be. And so there's a lot of things going on in my head, and I want to make sure that everything is right or as close to perfect as it's going to be. So I may feel good um, about my match, but I'd rather hear the perspective of somebody else. And I don't. And, and by that, it's like you said, I don't want to hear this went well. I want to hear what went wrong or yep. even what I did well and I could do like maybe do it this way. Try that. It, it's just having new ideas, man. Like the whole, there's a saying in Spanish, translated as like, uh, you know, listen to Moises because he crossed the Red Sea. So it's like when somebody older than you, more in the game, experienced in this game, offers you uh, advice, um, or somebody who's even tried, tried and proven, they offers you advice. Why not listen? That's to me, it's like you're giving me, you're giving me game for free, as we say. You cost me nothing, and you're giving it to me. So why should I just be like, well, shut up? No, mm-hmm. tell me. Because that's how, that's how I'm going to get better. You know what I mean? I, and I don't want to stay here. You know, it's like every match I'm trying to outdo what I did last time. Because you're, yep. you're only as good as your own, you know, your last match. And being Absolutely. at Triple WA, it's a monthly show. And I'm their champion, right? I'm their champion, whatever that means, right? Um, so maybe I should act like it and take pride in my work and try to get better. As opposed to come out there and doing the same routine over and over. And, you know, and it's not that I don't care yeah. about the boys. I, I respect everybody in the locker room. But it's like... Um, my coach told me that, you know, he's like, hey, you know that you, you take this just a little bit too serious. I'm like, but this is my job. Would I half-ass my job in the military? No. So why would I half-ass being a professional wrestler? The word professional is before wrestling, so act like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just my mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look, when I, like, the thing is, you everybody should take wrestling serious. Every wrestler should take this job very serious. Because the day you, like, yes, it should be fun. It should be enjoyable. But the day you stop taking it serious uh, is the day you get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's the day that someone in the ring takes advantage of you. It's the day uh, one of the boys in the back take advantage of you because you let your guard down. You know, this isn't a – this is like a – this is a professional sport. It's like football. Do you take football? At, do you just uh, – no, no, I'm not taking it serious. You can pay millions of dollars to perform on live television every goddamn week in practice, right? That's what we do. You know, we're on, te- you know, yes, we're not on national television yet, but we're training every day during the week to perform every weekend, just like football, just like, you know, baseball and just like hockey. You know, we're not getting paid millions of dollars, but we're doing the same exact stuff. We're in the gym, but we're working a shoot job. You know, you're in the wrestling ring working two or three hours a night, three to four days a week. Wrestling on a show on a Saturday that could be you know ten minutes down the road, it could be five hours up down the road for ten to fit for a ten or twenty minute match. All that work every week is for that moment. Yep. So you take it serious because you take pride in your work. It's not that you know you're taking it too serious. It's you take pride in what you do and how you do it. So like anybody that says, Hey, you take it too serious. I'd be like, you're right. I do take this serious because this needs to be taken serious. And if you don't take it serious, that's when shit goes wrong. I'd rather you walk into my promotion or into this podcast, taking it serious because we expect that from you. We expect you, we're going to take it serious just like you're giving it, you know? So anybody that doesn't take it serious, there's a door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. In my opinion, I, don't got time for that. I me personally, I, 
I expected him to come on here just clown around because I've seen the people he run with over there at Super Crazy. They're a bunch of clowns. <laughs> but Look, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to but oh, that's all you. I hope, but I would like to. Uh, I don't care if they're living in O Dog. Uh, <laughs> I would like to backtrack uh, in your career. Uh, now, that, hey, you know, remind, we, we, we do. before you get remind me to go back to Super Crazy, um, them in particular. Oh, Wait. you want to go back to them? You want to go work back for? <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. champ. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what when when I say I want to go back, I want to go back to like okay, you're training. You uh you graduated and your first match. How was that for you? What was it like? The butterflies and all that stuff going out there seeing your first uh crowd, not not crowd from where you're just helping with the ring and you're hanging out helping out the show, but now it's your first legit match and the crowd's there watching you. How was your experience? So butterflies same it's my first match i have the butterflies the same as i will this saturday i just i don't know why sometimes i get a little bit of performance anxiety i i I learned that when i did because i I take acting classes and i learned that but for some reason when it's time to go it's just go time i've I've always been that way though um even since high school but um, adrenaline rush but yeah um but it was it was a good experience my first match first i thought it was a, a a rib because my first match was on april fool's so I'm like, he's ripping me, he's ripping me. But sure enough, it happened, and it happened against a, you know, a, a, a guy who's, who's doing his thing right now in Texas, and the gym was filled with a whole bunch of military colleagues. Oh, so it was man. like crazy. I was a young upstart baby face, and I mean, I'm still a young upstart guy, but I was a upstart mm-hmm. baby face. And then, um, and it was just the crowd got behind me, so it was like you kind of lose yourself in the moment. And it was a, a very, very simple, basic match, which is that's all I needed to do. I, I that was the story that I told that we were telling. You know, I was a guy from the street, pretty much. I didn't even have wrestling gear because that was my design. Um, and uh, it was just like an easy. It was easy, easy, easy. But my mind was going like a thousand miles an hour because I'm like, man, am I doing this right? Am I selling this? Am I doing that? And am I, you know, what I mean, oh, look at the people sell up and <laughs> all these crazy things. But the people were behind me, and the Tony, Tony, and that's the first time I experienced that. You see it on TV, the chance, you know, when you're down and out, and and the bad guy is whooping the, the, the baby face, and and uh, and I got to feel what that was. I'm like, oh my god, this is real. And now, just, now, right. did you get any offense in your match? Because it's your first match, yeah. You know, so you actually got offense in the, in your very first match. I did. I got signed up. I got signed up beautifully. Cause, cause, cause <laughs> me, I, I was taught. Okay, when me, me coming. I'm, I'm a lot older, so I'm more old school. Uh, when, when I'm coming in, like I didn't get shit. It was just like straight. Your, your, your job into the vet. All right, just go out there, bump and feed, bump and feed, sell, 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 and you do that right. And and like I and I learned from. I got booked a lot more in my first year or two from just bumping, feeding, and selling because mm-hmm. I'm making everyone else look like superstars out there. And I got so good at it. And and then after a while, then they start giving me my, my uh, couple uh, shine spots here and there and then start going over eventually. But but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm surprised. Well, then, then then again, I'm not surprised because uh, 
nowadays within the last uh, 10, 20 years, uh, that's been going on a lot. A lot of guys, you know, coming out of schools and with the um, with the uh, uh, um, the way wrestling is, uh, more guys are basically. <sighs> Dennis, how how do I want to word this correctly? Where these uh, there's just no jobbers anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Guys coming out of school and just and just straight going to work on yeah. match one. I don't see no jobbers. Is, the reason that is is because a lot of promoters will book, a lot of bookers book their friends. Mm, they true. don't want to. They don't want their friends to be mad that they lost. Look, yeah. you know, I know how many wins I have, and I know how many losses I have. I have more losses than wins. You know why? Because I didn't ask to win. I went to the show and said, "I'll do it. Any, I'm going to do whatever you guys need me to do. It doesn't matter win or loss." That's how I was trained. I never cared about a W. I never cared about a loss. All I cared about was going out and performing. But a lot of these guys, and I'm going to say this live on the internet. I'm not going to say the person's name because there, there, there's things going on. My but, Mr. My bad I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to drop a title because was he wasn't getting a heavyweight title shot. Well, unfortunately, yeah, I'm going to say this and people can get mad. Championship titles are a prop, Okay. But in the aspect of you've earned that to be in that position, okay? So, like, Tony, you've earned, you know, you've earned to be the heavyweight champion at Triple WA. You've earned to be the United States champion at, at, at Super Crazy. You've earned that. It's, and I, it's, a, it's not a – I don't consider them titles anymore because of the fact that so many shows have champions now, okay? But this person didn't want to drop a title – because he felt that he should be the heavyweight champion. Well, first off, you're five foot three, okay? You're not you you literally are a cruiserweight. And he was that mad and decided and has has decided lately to bash a promotion and start all this bullshit. I'm not saying names or promotions, but I know people that are watching I already know who I'm talking about. I do. Okay. And that pisses me off. When you're given an opportunity to run a promote, run with a work a, with a promotion and be handed that title, okay, you're on the you're going to win the championship tonight. Great. It's not that because you're a good, you know. It's not because oh they felt bad for you. It's because you put the work in, you've put the time in, you've earned that opportunity. Now go take that opportunity they're giving you and run with it. See what you can do. You know, and this person was you know butt hurt. Hey, hey uh, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, is is there uh, is there a such thing as a um, worker crush? Yes. Because honestly, Tony, when the first time I seen you ever at at Super Crazy, no, 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 <laughs> it was a worker crush. As far as you had it, you came in young, good looking kid. You're big. You're tall, and it was like. Right there, as soon as I came, I'm like, I don't know where this kid came from, but he has something. It was like, like, like when you see another worker for the first time, and like, and you don't know where they came from, and you're like, and it's like instant, like, okay, he has some. I know he got something. And look, look at you now, though. You're uh, you're you're super crazy U.S. champion. You're triple W A uh, uh world champion. You're part of. Uh, the click, uh, the dynasty with uh, with with 
with hands down G's and Pratt and, and, and Hardway too, as well. I mean, come on, really? Things are going good for you, bro. That's, that's funny. That's funny hearing that because, uh, I was champion at this one at promotion in Texas, not the, the, the promotion that broke me in, but I was told that I was too small, not by a worker or a promoter. He's like, man, you, you know, if you want to want to get to the next level, you know, you, you, you know, you, you know, you're not that tall, so you're gonna have to put on some more size. And I'm like, you are kind of tall though. That's and, a problem. And, but and, and this is when I was like, man, shut your mouth, because like you have to kind of know when, when and where to listen to people. I'm, I don't consider myself a big guy because I, I've been around big guys, but I wouldn't consider myself small either. You know what I mean? Um, but so it was like, so it's funny hearing that. It's cool hearing that from you. Um, so I'm like, and, all right, well, I guess and, I'm not. I'll learn how to work since I'm not big. Because it's true. I'm not the biggest. Maybe I'm big around certain promotions, but I'm not, I don't really consider myself a big guy. And, 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 and the thing, the way I always describe you, which you hear me say it countless of times, I know you do, uh, where I always compare you as a young Rocky Maivia. I said, the, yo, he, he's basically a blue, blue blue chipper right there. I'm like, and you're out there. You're like, like I said, you, you, you got the indie size of a big guy. Not quite like uh, I would say. The, the the WWE side of a, of a big guy. You're maybe just for them. You're probably average for WWE, but for us, you're a big guy though, because the height and 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 you're actually putting on the muscle a lot more too. I noticed, and then the gimmick when when you're coming out, I, I see the attitude, the cockiness, this that what whatever you know. I think you're you you have it turned up. You you have it turned up. Where you where, where you're working the gimmick you're and you're working that old uh, Rocky gimmick when he's coming out for the first time with uh well not not the first time but when he's coming out with uh the nation you know before he took over the nation he was a cocky oh, arrogant yep. so, so, you know and and that's what you're doing and that's why I always so uh, uh, describe you like that to everybody I come across hands down I said look he is the current Blue Chipper, Rocky Maivia, you know, that's him right here. You got to book this kid. I, I appreciate that because um, I'm trying to work. I always I always joke. I should get a, I should get a shirt that says, I just want to work. You know what I mean? And I find it really, I find it like any wrestler, I'm sure, it's hard to get work out there um, because they look at you like, you know, who's this Jay Brown? And I get it. They never seen you work. So it's like, what, what do they know? But it's like, man, I don't want to. I respect everybody. I'm real, like I'm real big on respect, so I like to give it. But sometimes, man, you just I, I gotta call it. I gotta call a spade a spade. There's guys out there that are getting work that don't deserve it. <laughs> have no nope. business working. Hell no! I will. I will fuck. I'll, I'll, Pat, I'm sorry, I'm gonna curse. I can fucking agree with you on that one. You know how many times I go to a show now and I go, "Had this guy get booked?" Like, and I watch the matches, and I'm like, I, I don't understand it. I don't. I just don't. I get yeah. the guy has a character, and he he can talk on a microphone. And he's a great person. And then he wrestles, and you're just like, what? And yeah. then after the match, they go, hey, what you think, right? And then you critique it. And they get butt hurt when you tell them the match looked like shit. And that's just it. Like you gotta have. It's not. It's not even easy. Oh, you have to have thick skin. It's not even that. It's just check your ego at the door. You know. <laughs> yes. And and, I, and I'm kind of my military background has taught me because what we do is like we run drills and it's like critique. And I and I you know you lay it in. What were you thinking? 
and but you tell them this is what you did wrong and this is why you fix it. You tell them that stuff. People only hear the negative part and, and they forget the back end of the story. Like, okay, just listen to the whole message. And it's like, how are you going to get good if you're not going to be receptive to Because people want to hear great match. And that's what I hear after almost every match I have. Great match. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like, in my head. But, but I'm like, no, it wasn't. There's no way I, I was perfect out there. Well, I, well, I, I well, did the I, best I could. But there's no way. Who, I mean, Because there's no one out here that... Shawn Michaels himself, I've heard him say it. There's no such thing as a perfect match. No. And no one here is Shawn Michaels. So, you know what I mean? So what are we talking about? You know? I don't know. That's just that's just my mentality. And if I have a perfect match, then great. But I'm still going to try to find something. Because, I mean, I don't know. Because this is one match. Can I Look, I've had, I've had plenty of people say, hey, you had a great match. And I look at them going... Nah, it wasn't a great match to go. I'm going over to my head, and during the match, I knew there was a mistake somewhere. Something didn't feel right. I go, I, I know I did something wrong. No, man, it was a great match. Listen, we are you, our biggest critics. Mm-hmm. Look, you know when you have a great match. You will feel it in your body that you had that good of a match. When you walk through that curtain, you go, man, that was a great match. Yeah. That's when you know. But when I walk through the curtain and I'm like, everybody's like, hey, good job. I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. I know I made a mistake. Like, was I happy with my match on, 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 on September 4th? No. Did I love it? Absolutely, because the fans loved every little bit of it. You know, I had to tell the fans to stop chanting ECW because, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania, you can't bleed. And I'm not bleeding. I like my face. But the fans were in the match. The fans were excited. The fans liked everything we did for them. But I still wasn't satisfied. You know, I'm never going to be satisfied in the match. You're never going to get satisfied in the match. You know, I know Chio has never been fully satisfied in a match. You know, because like he said, we are our biggest critics. You know what I mean? No, and, and again, it's hard for us to really explain to fans why we're our biggest critics. But if you're an art student or in the photography industry or anything music, that has to anything. do or music, you are your biggest critic. Because you know everything you want once you want it to be perfect, but it'll never be perfect. You know, we're not Michael, we're not the Michelangelo's or the Picasso's or you know, the Van Gogh's or you know, the list goes on. You know, we can never be them. They started all this. Like in my opinion, those are the guys that started it all for us. Because they were the ones that brought all the art together. Wrestling is an art. In my yes, it's a sport, but it's an art. It is a lost art, in my opinion, still, because there's not many guys that can do or women that can do what we do. You know, it takes a very crazy loose nut in your brain to do what we do for what we get paid. Like if fans really knew how much we got paid. And how much travel and time we put into our stuff, they'd be like, yeah, we ain't doing uh, that. Uh, uh, trust me, it's already out there with some of the uh, by our, the bios that, that that were put out on uh, uh, by, the, by by WWE, you know, Austin and them talking about, hey, they're going like 20 bucks payday. They're traveling halfway across the country for nothing, peanuts sleeping in their car, this and that. Um, but uh, Tony, you wanted us to bring it back to super crazy pro wrestling you said oh man so it's uh those guys and and like well let's not put them over too much right you don't want them to get the big head going but 
those guys are family. Now, only because I trained there and all that, because people are, oh, you're plugging the school. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah sure. I'm Bullshit. Yeah, you <laughs> Yeah, of course I'm plugging the school. But, why, but I'm plugging the school because I believe in the school and the promotion and in those guys. Because I came, I relocated from San Antonio to New Jersey during a pandemic. Um, just desperate to find wrestling again because wrestling, not only do I love wrestling, but it helps me, it helps me a lot. And, um, and I wanted to get back in shape and I, and I hear that the tri-state area is big on wrestling. So I'm like, okay, so I'm coming back. Um, and through one of the guys in the circuit, I've heard of the school. So I went and checked it out. Those guys, they know me from Adam. They gave me a chance to train. They took a liking to me and it like almost instantly, an hour within an hour of me being there, and it's just like, hey man, you coming back? Yup. And I never stopped going. And he's uh people like Old Dog and Jake and, and Rob, um, they, they they haven't they they do things completely different from what the way I learned, but they're teaching me new things. And it's just like you know, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. So I'm learning a lot from them, learning a lot of new stuff. And, and you got a lot of those guest trainers coming in too to help you out too as well. Yeah, like shout out to Homicide. He kills me every time. Like I, 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 think, I think I legit die and then come back to life. Look, you got to work out with Ricky Reyes. I have because I was his chauffeur and we did a loop together in Texas. And then I we did a loop. We did a show together. Drove him back, and then we did a seminar for my my coach. So like me and Ricky are are, are cool. He's another smart guy, man. I enjoy talking to. Um, but yeah. Um, these guys killed me, but no, these guys super crazy. They gave me a home. They have faith in me to give me his hit, one of his titles. And like you said, like you know, the title essentially is a prop, but it means I like being champion for what it, for what it means to the promotion. Like man, yeah. you earned it. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't think that I'm the best record, the best wrestler in the world or anything like that. But there's something about me that that promotion values that prom- the promotion of the promoter values, and I want to see what I can do with that title. Um, and, and, and help him sell tickets because um, they, 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 he, 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 old dog in, partic- in particular, he's done a lot for me and he doesn't have to. Yeah. I don't owe old dog anything and he doesn't owe me nothing, but yet he's always going out to, 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 to put me in these positions to, to, to shine. And yeah. um, my coach, my coach helped me out. Like going back to why I got a little bit of shine, my coach broke me in randomly. One day during intermission, I was working concession. He's like, hey, Tony. I want you to cut a promo on this guy because the one he likes him. And the guy's been working for like a year. And then you're going to see that on this day, April Fool's, you want to fight him. And I'm like, okay. And then that's how the whole thing came about. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, cool. He's taking care of me. And um, and, and Old Dog is doing the same thing. And and, and, and even at a higher level because he's throwing me in there with guys who, like, who, who, can who are go. known to just try to get my name out there because – I feel like, you know, like I said, I'm big on respect. And I feel like my respect hasn't been paid to me. Not that I owe, I, I, I deserve more respect than the next man. But I feel like a lot of people are getting a lot of respect that they haven't necessarily earned. But yet I'm busting my ass and earning that respect. But yet, I don't know. I can't crack a freaking list of 500. Like, I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? And, and, Look, and that does here, bother me. And that's a gimmick to that list. That, that and, list and, here's, you know here's the thing. Ready? Look. That's cool, and that's cool. I'm not really butthurt about the list in general, but you know what? But but if if people are going by that 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 list like it's Bible, regardless if it's gimmick or not, but we need to say we need we need to tell the truth. Everyone wants the truth. Everybody wants transparency nowadays. Don't lie to me. Tell us the truth. Conspiracy theorists. Well, here's the truth. 
if Tony Batista isn't on your radar, then you're sleeping. You're sleeping under a rock, because like I walk, I'm, I'm talking to talk right now. But you come check me out, and you see why I'm talking the way I'm talking, and why I get pissed off, quite frankly. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because I because I feel like I I haven't earned everything. Like I mean, who am I to say I've earned this, I've earned that? But damn, if some of these people are getting that much love, then I should I should be getting that much love or more right now. You know what I mean? But I I've, I've been doing a lot of self reflection. What am I missing to elevate myself to their level? I guess. Yep. So when I come across those people and any of those guys um, happen to work with me one day. They better bring it because I'm I'm going 110 miles per hour, and if I find any 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 hole in their game, they're gonna get exploited. Look, this, Pre- this, is, how you, this is how you can get on more radar, right? And this comes from guys that have been doing this longer than I have, and I mean have worked for the major companies, and I'm looking into them now. All it's seminar after seminar after seminar after seminar. That's all it is, really. I wish I would have known Kurt Angle was doing something this past weekend. You think I wouldn't have driven to Pittsburgh or something? Absolutely. I don't care about no video game. I would have loved to learn by from Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's seminars all the time, but the thing is, and this is this is a downfall about the internet. No one wants to share the seminars. The promotions want to keep them quiet and hush hush and keep it in house and, and not let anybody else benefit from it, right? And that's the downfall about wrestling anymore. When Super Crazy did Camp Camp Crazy. We didn't sugar. We didn't hide it. We were posting that shit everywhere. When Camp Outbreak comes out, we share that everywhere. So you guys have an opportunity to showcase your talents in front of other promotions all over the all over the East Coast, from Jersey, New York, Philly, everywhere. We have people watching online. It's because you deserve that opportunity to showcase your talent. Um, and that's what sucks anymore. No one wants to share wants to share seminars. No one wants to share. You know, matches like, hey, here's my match. Post it. Well, unfortunately, shows don't want to give you your matches, you know, and that's what sucks. You know, I never had the opportunity to have a lot of my matches filmed that I believe were good matches that I could have, you know, made a resume video and a highlight reel and sending them out to people because I never had that opportunity. This promoters were like, yeah, I have those videos somewhere. I don't know where they are. You should film your own matches. That's why I started my own production company, which. I still have the videos that I'm working on, you know, from Super Crazy from the last time I filmed, you know, and you were, I believe, I forget who, who did, I forget who you worked. Um, yeah, I forget what day, but you tell me the day I probably remember. I think you might have worked Kalu- King Kalua. No, no, I haven't had the. No, no, that yet. was that was Rock. Rock. Mm-hmm. Rock worked King Kalua. I cannot remember honestly who he worked. I have it literally. The the SD it, card is sitting in front of my face. It might have been Fozzie. No, no, Fozzie was just recently. Uh, uh, but, but all I know but is speaking of super crazy though. Yes, but speaking of super crazy, uh, you said you got super crazy coming up this weekend, right? No, 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 no. Super crazy won't run. I think until November. But this weekend, I have. Uh, uh, NAW in Springfield, Massachusetts. I've never been out there, so like I'm super excited because I, I I want when I mean that I want to take this. Listen, I separated from a secure job with a lot of rank and a lot of security, right? Um, to try to do this full time. So I want to go over the world. I have a more than capable car. I have a passport. I'm ready to work. So I'm driving out there, however long it is. It was a good trip to to to, to Massachusetts, and I'm excited. And then the following weekend, I have 
uh, Triple WA on the 25th. And on Sunday the 26th, I have Keystone Championship Wrestling, which unfortunately my opponent got hurt, which is my, you know, um, but I mean, it is what it is, you know, just cards subject to change and, you know, we'll adapt and overcome. So those are the the, the, the next up, the upcoming shows that I have. All right. For, for uh, promoters out there who might be possibly watching this, if not now, maybe on the replays or whatever, uh, where can they find you as far as contact to get a hold of you? Uh, where can fans out there check you out on social media as far as videos and, and, and check you out? Maybe you have a Tony Batista fan page that they can like and share and stuff like that. Do you have those links for us available? Yeah, yeah. So Tony Batista 08 at Instagram, Tony Batista on uh, Facebook. Next month, when I have a little bit of an uh, environment change, I'm going to start up my YouTube again because I have a YouTube, Tony Batista. And um, just contact me through the social media, you know, and, and we, we, you book it, I cook it. Um, everybody's contacting me through the, even you, you put an email out there, but everyone's just DMing me and saying, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm all game for every, for anything. Um, so that's pretty much it. Tony Batista 08 Instagram, Tony Batista on Facebook. And that's what hey, I got. I got one final question to ask you. Uh, that day in uh, Hamburg, did uh, did anything transpire afterwards when you and uh, Carrie got to meet each other face to face? Well, he he gave me some good some good compliments, like physically, and he was he he was honest. He said, "Man, I love the way you look. You have a look. Um, obviously, I don't know if you could work or not." But the best way to go about this, um, if Ring of Honor ever has like a, one of those open tryouts or a seminar, you need to go. Um, that's the best way to get in because you never know what could happen. And that was his advice. And I'm like, well, yeah, if I find that one is popping off, I'm going to I'm going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, as soon as I was talking to you and I seen him out the corner of my eyes, I'm like, yo. I had to go talk to Carrie for you real quick. And I ran over there. I was like, yo, Carrie, you got to check this kid out. And and that's when you guys started talking. Look, yeah, I, was, I appreciate that. I would tell you right now, you have AEW coming to Philly. I would figure out a way to get a hold of them to get you somewhere on their radar ASAP. Because you, you have what a lot of guys don't have. One is heart, okay? I'm a, I speak that from I speak that with volumes. I don't tell many guys they have it, but you have heart for the business. You have respect for the business. You have the knowledge that everybody's taught you to go out there. If they say, "Hey, we want you to be on dark," you're going to go out there and deliver exactly what you've delivered on every show you've been on that I've seen. You're going to you would you'd give them everything they would possibly need to have you on their show. So. Whatever you got to do, whether it's Twitter or if there's an email or whatever, dude, I'd find it. They're going to be in Philly. They need to see you. You know, 100%, I think you have what it takes to be on the television already. You know, and I'm not trying to blow your head up. So, oh, dog, I hope you're all not thinking that. I'm just speaking, to, I'm just speaking truth here. Your boy has it. I, you've had it since I first saw you at, at the Super Crazy uh, Camp Crazy. You know, I believed in you then. I believe in you now. I've seen you on shows. You just want to keep getting better, and you always ask the right questions. You don't ask stupid questions. You you want to get better by asking what you did wrong and how can I be better all the time. 
That's the only way to make it in this business is that right there. So I would say final get, I don't know what emails or what you got to do, but there has to be a way to get you at least there. Cause they were just in Jersey. And I can tell you right now, I know every one of the Jakar guys, they just took a group photo and they were in Jersey. And, and, and there's always somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. So O-Dog one, knows, the O-Dog has to know somebody that'll be at the Black G's yeah. might be able to help you, dude. I would, yeah. I would talk even to Even NWA, yeah, even NWA with G's, you know. Hey, why not? Yeah, you know that. I'm like, ugh. Look, it's not that you – So, so my goal is, is, is like – So I got this opportunity to run with G's, and I thanked them. I thanked him and Brat. And I'm like, yo, thanks, because they didn't have to do that. They don't. They don't. These are established guys. So, like, um, you know, I, I don't like to ask for things. You know, even though sometimes you got to open your mouth and that, like, like, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. But since I'm running with G's now, um, my goal is to just show him. Like, he I, I, he doesn't have to tell me. Like, you, I'm not a pat on the back guy. But by him accepting me, is him, me, I, I'm guessing. He's saying, well, I believe in you, Tony. So I want to oh. prove him right. And like, I want to show him that I could take it up even another notch. Whatever that level is, I'm going to reach it. So he could probably be like, or, or even how much I say, hey, come come take a ride with me. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's it, it's kind of like uh, the horsemen back in the day. Instead of, uh, as time went on, the company put people with the horsemen. But back in the day, the, the original guys themselves... They chose and picked who they want to be a part of them. Like when Oli left, they had a choice. They Luger had a look, but at the same time, Luger still didn't fit though. But when they got Wyndham, they knew they had something special. So uh, like, and that's what uh, G's and Pratt was doing. You know, they were trying to put something together, and and they got the pick. It wasn't super crazy that pick. They got the hand pick you and 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 Hardway. Yes. Look, here's what you do. This is the best way to do it, and I, and this comes from asking Marjindrak this when I had him at the when I had him at Legends of Hamburg. Don't ask. You don't have to ask Jesus for an opportunity. You just ask him for an email to reach out to somebody on. They can look at your stuff and give you some feedback on what they think you might need to work on. G's can give you the best advice ever, okay? You're with two phenomenal, talented guys. But asking for that email, it's not asking him to do a favor for you or put your name out there. It's You just hit him with, I want to do the groundwork. I just need the email, and I'll do the groundwork. I'll do all the work myself. I just want to reach out to somebody and see if they can take a look at some things. That is the, I think, would be the most professional thing you could ask for. Yeah. Always at any time, dude. Any time you ask that information, like this Saturday, Earl Hemner is going to be at the show. You know how many referees have messaged me now lately, recently about are they doing a seminar with the referee? No, they're not. But if you show up for the meet and greet, you could probably talk to him for five minutes real quick and ask him a quick question. And they're like, "Oh, well, I don't want to pay that." Well, then you're not yeah. really you're not really invested in your goddamn fucking job. If I was a referee. And I have to pay 40 bucks to meet Earl Hemler. And I could ask him one question, and that would be, is there an email to reach you? So I see if I, I ref and I would like you to critique some of my stuff. It's the only question I'd ask the guy. I'd pay 40 bucks. I don't want your autograph. I don't want a photo with you. I want your email, and I want you to critique my stuff. Yeah. You know, that's uh, me investing myself. But, dude, you got it. I, I'll, like, I'm going to shoot some messages out to people. 
because I know people, but who knows? I, I appreciate that, uh, that, 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 that confidence and faith you guys have in me because sometimes it's hard. Not that I lack confidence, but you always think like you, you can't, you can't help but compare, even though I, I tend to focus on me and what I can do. But sometimes you say, well, these, these people are doing this and doing that on TV. Like, what are you missing? Because I, 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 I'm trying to learn from them too. Like, what are they doing right that got them in the position they are? Because that's where I ultimately need to go. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, the fact that you guys see, like Chio said, he said it. I don't, I wake up in the morning, like, I have it. Because I don't know what that it is. I just try to work hard. But I figure that every wrestler is trying to work hard too. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, what separates me from them or and, or me from people who are who made it? It's- and what I, other people feel from you would be like an aura, a vibe. It'd be something like, a, like a, like an artist. They can't get in the right rhythm, but then all of a sudden that muse come, come, come comes along. It's that aura. It's that mystique of something that you can just feel it. You it's know, the pre- it's your presence. That's all it is. Honestly, it's your presence, dude. In my opinion, it's your presence. You present yourself professionally. You didn't show up looking like a slob at Camp Crazy. You don't show up like looking like a slob at the shows. You dress for the job you effing want. You're not dressing for the job you already have. That's the this. It's this right there. Okay, you're he, you you're already here. You get it here. It's the most it, important it, thing. It's how I see. Um, he's right and he's right. The it factor. I came in when uh. A lot of big stars were just breaking in or two or one year into it. And when I say normally when you said uh, when you say the breaking class when you're in the Indies is the first like three years around you. My first three years were I said I I start to do this. Who are the people who I need to look at? And then I, I got shook. I'm like, these are the guys that I contend. This was my class. CM Punk, Samoa Joe. Brian Danielson, you know, these were the Claudio. I'm like, these were the fresh three-year face rookies that, you know, they're wrestling like God-tier performances. That's what you know is it. Within your first three years that you captivate that well that you know who they are, that their name rings bells before anything, that they're professionalism and their in-ring work, you know, that goes a long way. Like, when I found out these were my peers on a break, and I'm like, well, Sam's really not going to be doing too good. And that, that, that fucked up my whole mind frame, my whole, you know, way of thinking, because I saw that. I'm like, dude, I'm nowhere near to the caliber of these guys, and they're basically just like me. You know what I mean? Just either a year or a few months in, and they are killing it. What am I doing wrong? But that's how I see it. That's the it factor. If you go in and you bust your head, ass and your work ethic lets people know that you are that good, that's what it is. Because D. Bryan really probably would never win the world championship if it wasn't for the fact that he was that good. And when you're that good, you can't keep it from coming to the top. You know what I mean? Your skills and your reputation, uh, re- um, 
your skills and your rep will precede you to wherever you go. I, I see what he's saying because especially when you got guys on the main roster telling other main roster stars that this guy is better than you and he's just coming up from the indies. Yo, that's a big plus when you got something like that going on. But uh, you know what, gentlemen? We're pretty much out of, I hate to say this, we're out of time, Tony. Already? But, but I appreciate Look. you coming on. But if you want, if you want, you can stick around and jump into our general wrestling conversation that we use, we usually have. We talk about everything that's going on, like as far as like, you know, Raw, AEW, NXT now, and whatever else news is going on in the world of wrestling. AKA we bitch and mark about everything. Yeah, yeah, we just bitch and complain about everything. Look, but but look, just because you know tonight ends for you on the episode on talking doesn't end on you know reap the future with Dennis Reaper. I'm just saying because I start filming this Saturday and I'm going to be starting to make my road my rounds to other places and you already know you're on the radar. I'm just um, saying, man. You, for the you, YouTube series. I'm just saying. I'm going to help. I want to get people I believe that deserve the spotlight to be shown. I'm game, man. You look up. Look, I always tell the promoters, you book it, I cook it. Oh, we book, we already, we are, me and you've already booked it. We just got to go ahead and cook it now. That's, that's it. That's it. We, book, we booked this at Triple WA when you won the, the heavyweight championship. You I'm know. Gonna, you just I'm use some baking soda, some boil, some boiling water. Wait, hold up, wrong recipe. No, it's just our schedule. <laughs> That's the other schedule. Stuff. My <laughs> schedule with my job and me training people at ACPW, and his schedule and his training, they just don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> listen, gotcha. I, I, I don't, I don't sleep much. Unfortunately, listen, I'm, I'm a working man. I'm a full time wrestler. I have two children. I have a wife. Like, listen, you. I'm flexible, all right? I'm flexible. Well, I'm we know you're flexible. I, you throw I, I, people I, I around in the ring. I imagine this is over right now. I didn't realize. I, right now, I'm noticing that we've been up, been, up, been on for almost, you know, over an hour. I'm like, that quick? Well, Dude, well, well, well here's the thing. You're, you're, always, you're always welcome to come back on, and we can talk some more. Uh, but like I said, if you want to stick around and hang out with us, we do get into other general wrestling conversation, and you can uh, – your point of view is more than welcome to discuss any of the things that you might see that is working with wrestling stuff that you don't like or whatever. That's what's going on. Cause I'm sure you watch the same product as we watch on TV from time to time. Yeah. Um, from time to time. And here's why from time to time, because I try to focus on, um, the older era. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot more things that I can, cause what's old is new again. Yeah. And I like to bridge, both errors. Uh, uh, well, well, I'm I'm gonna well on one of our parts that we're gonna discuss. Then I'm I'm gonna actually gonna talk about on something that seems older, but that's new though at the same time. So if so, if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome. Do you do, do you wanna? I wanna, but I also want to stay married. She's calling. <laughs> God, good call. She's, you know what I mean. Listen, I've only been married for what three months now. Oh man! Congratulations! Thanks. <laughs> I mean, we, I've we've been with we've been with each other forever, I'm, I'm, man. I'm looking for but, a frying pan in the background. I don't see no one sneaking up. On no, right no, now. Hey, look, 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 look. <laughs> see, you're looking for the fr- frying pan. I'm looking for the fucking flip flop. Okay, the there's the a no. Beer, she, she, my, my, the wife, my wife is actually one of the uh, from the, from what I understand, she's actually not the normal 
wrestler's wife. And I attribute that to her being a military spouse before that. Like she's my, she was, we were together while in the military. So she understands like work is work and she appreciates it. And she loves it and she supports it. So I don't ever hear no, nothing from her, but I'm like, man, let me just go up there and give him some love. It's about, to, it's, it's, it, you know, it's going to be Friday tomorrow. Let me just celebrate my, listen, a champion needs to celebrate like a champion does. And I have, a yeah, you, ass, you tell her how it is. Wife. You put your foot down. I have a fine ass wife. <laughs> I don't want to enjoy her as a champion should. I'm just saying. Listen, man. I walk in how I talk it. I live it. I live how I spit it, man. You know oh, the, man. The, the, the fancy clothes and the money and the 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 the, 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 the luxurious trips. You know, and the only thing is, I don't have the women, but I have the woman. So I'm like, I love, I love this. I love this right now. If she can, if she can hear you right now, she'd be kissing you like crazy right now. Oh, that my man. She might yeah. be watching it while she's while she's not in there, and she's yeah. like, this motherfucker better not be talking about no other goddamn woman, because as soon as he opens that goddamn motherfucking door, shit's fucking flying. Oh, oh good, there it is. I'm the woman. I'm not though. I'm the woman. I'm the number one. Yeah, you're one you of tell one. these bitches. She's you tell those bitches. They the side <laughs> bitches. They ain't gonna be on those side dish. They can stand like twenty feet away. I probably earned myself some breakfast by saying that, so I'm good. I'm doing good right now. <laughs> All right, All right Mister uh, Mister Batista Champ. Thank you once again. You have a good night. Uh, stay yeah. blessed. Much much love to you and the family. Uh, I can't wait to see you again live in person. I do really enjoy watching you work. Uh, thank you, thank you. But when we come back, we're going to bring Austin Hamill into the group so we can do some uh, uh, WWE and uh, NXT and AEW chat as well as other news. But since uh, we were on the subject about Super Crazy earlier, uh, why not let's check out the Skid Row Academy right now. Hey, yo, what up, people? You already know who it is. Just in case you don't know who it is, this is Ortiz, one half of the greatest Puerto Rican tag team on this damn planet, representing Team Pazuzu, the inner circle, Ortiz. And I'm here getting back to basics up in Deptford, New Jersey. Deptford, I said it right? Said yeah, right. I said it right. Yeah! Come get back to basics. Come get trained right here at Super Crazy School. Ow! <laughs>
Welcome back. We have our man uh, Austin uh, Hamill joining us. What's up, brother? How's What's it going, going on, gentlemen? Uh, for you watching that clip there, you actually got to see uh, Tony Batista in in action there during the training segment of uh, Skid Row Academy for Super Crazy Pro Wrestling. Uh, that was actually probably a older, probably last year footage that they didn't have not updated yet. So ho hopefully they can get me a newer updated training video and uh, we can put it up on the show for everyone to check out. So if you got uh, you think what it takes to become a professional wrestler, uh, Skid Row Academy is just one of them as many others that are out there. But um, we're going to jump into some uh, pro wrestling. All right. Yeah, man. Um, apparently we were told by a, 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 a certain producer or someone that we should start with a AEW. So here we go. We're going to say AEW is on Wednesday nights. And now we'll get back to what we're really going to talk about and come back to it later on. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're going to kick off with uh, Monday Night Raw. That just happened recently. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hey, I gave him his moment. We talked about AEW. I mentioned it's on Wednesday night. There. We'll come back to it when we're ready. I to. was not expecting that. I, I wasn't. Like, I'm too tired for that shit. Like, I'm exhausted, first off. And then you were like, we're not... Before the show, we go, we're not going to deviate from our plan. And then you go, well, you know, we're, we're going to discuss AEW. It's on Wednesday nights. Now back to <laughs> Job done. <laughs> and we discussed it. We don't tell them how to run the gobbler. Well, we should, because that's sometimes. Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad, Pat. Are they, are they talking about that, sandwiches that, in that, the gobbler? Or? No, that's what happens. <laughs> Ain't the gobbler a sandwich at Wawa? Like I said, it's yeah, a Wawa that's, that's, that's why there's like, a Z uh, show. Are we, are we talking about going to different Wawa's throughout the nation and trying out their gobblers? That's what the show is right, about. Yeah, that maybe, shit is back maybe. in Wawa. I'm excited. Are we, yes. We're not talking about food? Are we talking no, no, no. I, I'm all about the gobbler. Trust me. I like the gobbler. We can, we can talk about food. What's up? I, I uh, <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> I got a bucket of fries from Sheets. Hey, <laughs> and I buy. I've been for a while, while though. Raw, but, raw, and I got raw. My, we was discussing right, raw, right. raw, let's get, raw. Let's discuss raw. You know what? We're just gonna jump right into it because there's no other bigger story. Ahead, I won't lie. I didn't watch raw. Congratulations to Biggie being the new WWE. You ain't doing it right, man. You got to get up and gyrate I'm your hips. Sorry, uh, my, uh, my hips Look, don't work G, like that. G, you, you should you gotta, so just go ahead and do it. Come on, come on, man. You got to jiggle, jiggle it for the ladies. I, I had, I had. Come on, get up. Problems on, with my G, hip, and you G, want me to G. displace them? <laughs> why don't he? Why, why don't he do the hip stingy? Why don't he? Because my hips don't lie. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, his hips do lie. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Chio's hips do lie. Here, here, look, look, the, look there's French fries in front of you, so if you don't do them, Chio, take the fries I'll, I'll, away. I'll, I'll do it with a chair. Ready? Now, that works. We'll w, take, I'll take it. W. E. <laughs> World. Champion. How of that. <laughs> I can't honestly I can't jive my I can't gyrate my hips right here on, on screen because 
It's too uh, hot appara- for TV. That's why. Well, exactly. No, because apparently. get bad for scaring the kids away. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, because if, if, if I do this. This is school vicinity in a couple blocks from here. That's probably why. No, nah, because <laughs> if I gyrate my hips here for, for us here for Thursday Night Slam, uh, any women that watch the replay, nine months later, I'm be getting hit up for, for child support. All right, it, like it's, 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 it's that really bad. Quick. What he said, he has to make a phone call real quick because you know phone we're call. not. That, he he has work related going on, bro. It's good. Put your thing on mute. <laughs> he did. He muted it. Look, I'm ecstatic that Biggie won the title, dude. Uh, as soon as he put the post up, I'm like, okay, they don't play around with posts like this. Normally, when they say something, somebody told him say it. And they they just ran with it, and I wasn't sure they're gonna go with the plan, but he kept on showing up, like smiling, like it's happening tonight. I'm like, oh, they're gonna go with it. Like he, as soon as he went to both of them, like yeah, it's going tonight, no matter what is happening. I'm like, they're gonna go, they, they're gonna do it, and it makes sense. Uh, Gobert said that this is not about the belts, so lastly, don't need the belt for Goldberg. And the first time in WWE history, you have one African-American dropping to another African-American ever in the history of the company. That was something beautiful. Look, it was well, it was way overdue. Okay, way overdue. Big E is, without a doubt, hands down, one of the most athletic big men you have in WWE. He can give you anything you want. He can give you sad. He can give you happy. He can give you evil. He can give you ha- whatever. He do- He's done everything right. He's done everything he's been asked for. He has earned that opportunity to carry one of the most prestigious titles in professional wrestling. Hands down. And Jim Cornette, you can suck a dick for disagreeing with that. Okay, now we're going to get into that subject. Right? Well, no, 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 no. Say, say it loud for the are people you, in the are back. You, are you going to say that for later on at the end? We'll say that for later on. I was just saying okay, I had to okay. get it out there already that Jim okay. Cornette can suck a dick for disagreeing well, that Big E. Jimmy E. Cornette can suck a dick. Remember that? Johnny. Yep, John. We miss you, too. I'm still wanting to beat your ass in Puerto Rico. Just saying. You got to beat him with a chancla. I'll, I'll take two down there and beat his ass with it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll throw it from ringside in the now, last row. Now, my question is, uh, I don't see him lasting six months with the title, past six months. I think they're going to screw him over the same way they did Kofi. I uh, do. Look, that was brought up in a podcast that I can kind of <laughs> – yeah, he said, come get some, bitch. Uh, none, nothing but love for you, bro. I, I, I see him, if they have him as somewhat of a transitional champion, War Rumble would be the one that he drops to that the earliest. If he, and, here, and here's why I think that I could see that happen. One, they've already announced a crown jewel. You're getting Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, okay? You get Bobby Lashley's rematch versus Big E at Crown Jewel. 
No, that's going to be Goldberg versus Big E because that's what they're paying for. I hope. I really hope not because I won't watch that what? goddamn shit show. I'm, I'm, right, right now, I'm thinking of what he just said a little bit ago. He said about E dropping the title at Rumble. And But this is why I say you're going to get Big E versus Lashley at, at Crown Jewel. Lashley wins. Not no, Lashley doesn't win the title, but he wins the match by DQ. Lashley's in the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, and immediately challenges for the title that same damn night. Wait, Lashley wins the Rumble and challenges for the title? No, the, the, the winner of the Rumble gets it at Mania. You don't, you, yeah, you can get it at Mania, but no, he can no, literally no, say he wants it then. What, 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 what I'm saying is this, though, is uh, he goes into Royal Rumble... He loses the title, okay? Okay, he, he loses the title. Next thing you know, you know, the Rumble's always the last thing on the card. Just so happens there's an open spot. He comes out, wins the Rumble. Then he gets the title shot for it. Then he wants the other title now. Since he already had that title, he wants the universal one. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not happening. We all know it's going to be Rock. We, most likely, it's going to be Rock versus Cena. Or Rock versus Where's Roman. Roman. Uh, but uh, from what I heard, they're saving the Rock versus Cena for Hollywood and things uh, like that. No, 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 no. Like in uh, 2023, they're talking about yeah. Rock. Yeah, well, that. here's, here's the thing. I can see it being down in Texas because here's the thing. It's in Texas. It's in Dallas. The only thing you have big going on for Dallas right now is who... Who just retired from wrestling? Taker. Taker. You're in ta- You're. We all know it's happening. We all know damn well Taker's getting inducted this year. You need a match that's going to live up to that hype to keep the crowd that's going to want to watch Mania. That's your match right now. Is Roman versus The Rock this year Mania? I would rather see it in Hollywood. I would. But I could see it happening this WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. So the buildup's there. Because Roman's facing La- is facing Lesnar. Lesnar's losing. Yeah, but right, right, right now we're, we're taking all the focus off of Big E, though. I still, I, honestly, I'm still just saying that uh, he, 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 they're definitely going to screw him over like Kofi. Bottom line, hands down. I don't... Is, is I don't either, think it's going to be a screw-over. Kofi didn't have a long run at all. It's Big either Evo. one of the two. It's, it's going to be one of the two. Either he's going to keep it, they're going to do the whole Roman and Big E showdown between companies for Survivor Series, and then at the Rumble, he drops it to the incoming champion who will drop at Mania. Now, it's either that, or he keeps it all the way to Mania, and drop it to the incoming champion that way, as tradition. It's one of the two. I, I can't see if, if they're going to have him drop early, go past the Rumble. Rumble has to be the day he drops, if they're going to have him drop early. Um, But, like, we still don't... Come November, we will start to know more. Because when you they, they're gonna start putting seeds on the top, they always do the top four talents that may win the rumble, and they start doing that around November. 
you know. So we're gonna know. We'll know within the. We'll know in October one of the first seeds that will want to be one of the final four in the in the Royal Rumble. Men's just, or women's? Just by the looks of it, uh, Corbin, because Corbin went from down on his luck to he's big money bags. And, you know, and, and before that, in September, I go, I, I told myself, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the final four because the way they, they, they build him from being broke-ass Corbin or, you know, to big money Corbin now. So it just depends. I also but, see Big E turning heel, by the way. I see Xavier turning heel. <laughs> no, I see it being Big E. And I and, and I know this sounds this is gonna sound crazy, but it's wrestling, it's just an opinion. I think Big E turns heel and he has a manager. With three mm. letters. No, Adam Cohen coming back. I mean <laughs> No, with three with three letters. I know I know Paul E. Hurt. Hey man. No, you're saying M- MVP. Well, MVP. The new Hurt business? I can no, honestly. I MVP can... just took a photo on the plane with Shelton freaking Benjamin and goes talking to a fellow colleague, to a former colleague. I can, if anything, if, if anyone was going to turn, I could see uh, Woods and Kofi turning. Okay, now you now you just opened my eyes and you, you just basically turned Bobby Lashley into a full face. <laughs> here's And here's why I say this, and as much as I think the guy can go suck a cock, he did state this when you when Bob when 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 the whole match happened on Monday night, right? Usually, the heel is usually getting the one up on the on the face on the face that's injured. Roles were swapped. Okay, so the face had the upper hand on the injured heel. He also slapped the heel. So psychology, (laughs) no, no, I I liked why they did it. It was the, I'm going to face you whether you like it or not, and I'm going to slap you to get you to face me. I like the role role swap. I really do. But I see that being the turn. That's the seed they just, in my opinion, I do believe that's a seed. Um, that that um, could be another thing. You can finally have New Day sort of be kind of heel, but they're going to be like, Bobby, are you sure? I mean, uh, Biggie, are you sure this? Biggie, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. You know what I mean? And they're iffy, but they still going with it because that's their brother. You know what I mean? Either that or it's or it's Biggie dropping the whole. He's back. You know, New <laughs> Day back. gimmick and going back to his singles singles route and taking on with MVP. Uh, and MVP I, I, drops everybody but him. I I don't see them dropping the new gay gimmick because that's that's it's something. Too over. Uh, no, no, no. That, that, I'm saying yeah. Big E drops it. Just Big E out of the out of the equation. You because here's the thing: you can't always do the you can't do the same three guys for years upon you. You can, but it, it it runs its course. Okay. How long has New Day been running since NXT started? Since NXT started, New Day has it originally was New Day sucks for a very long time, and now New Day has been faced since they've turned. Since they turned, 
You gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw. A, you have to th- throw a changeup in there, and I think Big E's that changeup. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not really chiming in as much. I'm, I think actually, I'm actually going through Raw's results because uh, I was kind of like actually bored with the program. Look, look here's here's how my thing was. I was super exhausted after riding the bike on Monday. Um, I came home. I watched probably I watched kickoff on Monday night, right? And two plays and fell asleep. Mm. So I didn't even know the Ravens lost until I woke the hell up in the morning. <laughs> that, oh. And the bad part is, is I watched Humphrey's interception that he did not know that was an interception. inter-goddamn-ception. Nobody knew it was an interception. <laughs> well, the other in- in- interception that uh, some of us got to see was uh, how... Uh, Naya seemed to cost uh, Shayna the match against Charlotte. Which yeah, you're gonna get you're like, gonna get Naya versus Shayna now. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's really, scheduled for next week. It's sort of like how this guy up here was just saying it was a it was a situation where the roles were swapped. Where yeah. last week Shayna did that to Naya, this week Naya did it to Shayna. But I really wanted to touch on the big E thing that you guys were just talking about. I I like where you guys are going, but this is WWE we're talking about. Here's what's going to happen because it happens, pardon my language, all the fucking time. Bobby Lashley is going to come out next week and be like, he shouldn't be champion. I wasn't ready. I want a rematch. And they're going to give him the rematch. And he's probably going to win it back or Biggie's going to defend. He's Negative. Not, he's That's not- when Bill Goldberg is going to come out screaming, <laughs> you, you ain't worried about this. <laughs> We worried about you and me right now because uh, they're not going to give him the rematch right there. Or if they do, Bill will interrupt the rematch, and Big E will stay champion, and Lastly will get his, uh, you know, my chair severance package there. Uh, I mean, you 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 have you have to watch like. You have to watch like highlights of uh, Peyton and Eli like talking during the game, dude. It was so good. Just hearing those two talk is just amazing. Like Eli just keeps ripping on Peyton for having a huge forehead the entire time. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna watch the game. The Ravens lost. I can't. I can't rewatch it. I watched the clips, but no, I can see. I see your point, Austin, and I see T. I see your. I see your 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 vision. But again, MVP is giving stuff away. Why are you posting a video, a photo of you on flight talking with Shelton Benjamin? And, and you know, it's funny. Was the heart it, heart business like, got together? And it's funny though uh, with the wrestling world, like that there, that topic there alone between hurt business and and uh, and Big E win the title. It's like the only thing. That they're talking about from Monday night. Nothing else is of as any kind of interest whatsoever. Because nothing else matters, no. dog. I <laughs> mean the the the, da- the Damian Priest Jeff Hardy U.S. Championship match. I thought was actually really good. The two of them work really well together. They had um, a match. Yeah, Damian Priest uh, defended the U.S. Championship no, I, I against saw, Jeff saw, Hardy. But... And the... so, I, I enjoyed it. I've 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 been a huge uh, Hardy Boys fan since back in the day. So. I've, I'll always watch those guys work. I can tell and, you look like one. 
<laughs> but D- Damian Priest is actually a, a really a really solid talent. He's actually a very athletic guy, and I'm I'm kind of glad they gave him the title because I feel like he definitely uh he definitely earned it for sure. Like he he works really well in the ring. I mean, he's he's another guy that does the the Cody Rhodes finisher when he put that tweet out like last year. Like you have three different dudes doing what I do, but I do it better. <laughs> that whole thing. You know what? Uh, I the, the Charlotte and Shayna match. If you notice, at least from my experience as a worker, they were leery of each other. I'm not sure how many times they mixed it up before. Leery with each other. So it was a little rough in the first two minutes, but the more the match progressed, the more they trusted each other, the more they started to go with the bumps. Yeah. And then they like people like, okay, this is awesome. Uh, it's like they were uh, basically trying to feel each other out because I'm not sure, like I said, if it's the first time they locked horns, but they have chemistry if you let them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shayna, Shayna and Charlotte both work really, really well. No, uh, they do. Yeah. So, anyway, like I said, there really ain't much to say about Raw because, like I said, unless we're really diehard marks who take who soaks it all up and just wants to rant and rave about everything, uh, then we're pretty much done talking about Raw. Shut up. That's all. The, that's all. I, I, that's the I, only I, perspective you get from me is as a stupid yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mark, you fucking mark. So, so we're gonna go into the next night, Tuesday, which I personally. I, I definitely want to talk about is the new uh, uh, NXT 2.0. 2.0. What are your thoughts of this product? One at a time. Let's go around. T, since you're ne- next to me. I like the seating. Uh, that weird cylinder in the middle looks kind of familiar from other places. Um. Why are they turning Carmelo Anthony into a heel? I have no idea. We don't have to go on detail of all the, all the stuff right now. Just like, what do you, what's your vibe? How you feeling? My vibe is I want Triple H back. Okay, uh, Austin, how 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 do you feel about it? Um, I mean, being 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 a person who's a fan of uh vibrant colorization, as you can clearly tell from my wardrobe. Let me lift it up. Some nice yeah. pink on black there, like. I, I like the color scheme. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, Dennis. Um, I didn't know. No, I didn't no know we said. were watching Nickelodeon. No said. Uh, I was mentioning it to T that uh, I I was very leery in the beginning, but I honestly I actually like it because um, here's the thing. Uh, even though it's still it's giving that new school product out there. Uh, the vibe that I get from it with the bright colors, uh, and uh, you know, and how and how you can see the crowd too much, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, old school Raw when they first came on the air. You know, you can see the crowd pretty good. Uh, it's it's bright, you know, but but then they had the red, white, and blue robes and all that stuff. Though, but everything was more colorful. And and it was it was kind of cool to see 
the in-ring action, it kind of standed out like that old school vibe of, of, of Monday Night Raw for the first time when it came on the air. Um, but like I said, they're still going to give you that new school type of vibe. But at the same time, from Vince's logic, if you watch the product really carefully throughout the show, he is genuinely going back to with this as the big men going over. If you notice that tag team match where they had squash jobbers. So, yeah, I kind of uh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it a little bit right now. They, they I'm look- like it. I, 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 I might change my mind in the next week or two. I don't know. But from the first one, I'm I I I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up for for the first episode. They lost their identity. They lost just like black and red, or Raw's colors, silver blue, or SmackDown colors, gold and black were NXT's colors, and you just stripped them away from their rank and made them well, nobodies. Well, that's what you. Did. That's what well, they well, did. Well, you didn't they make didn't them nobodies. You didn't make them nobodies here again, and I, I think I say this every week. Vince is not in charge. People need to understand. Not, I'm not saying us, but people need to understand. Vince is not pulling the fucking strings. And Pat, you can charge me. You can find me later for the curse word. I don't care. Um, but Vince is not pulling the strings. But you Remember understand now, they, they, they had it, their own identity. They it doesn't had... matter. It doesn't matter. Here's how you got to look at it. The board of directors, the people that are investing in this company, since they are a publicly traded company, saw WWE get their ass kicked by AEW on Wednesday nights. Then they moved to another night and still weren't doing good. So you know what the, 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 the shareholder said? Shit needs to change. Where We want these happening. And Vince has to pretty much say, shit, I got to do what they want. They're the ones that are keeping us in business. The networks are telling them what to do. Vince has no say anymore. People can agree or disagree, but that's the God honest truth. Vince is, is, yes, he's the top guy of the company. He's CEO, but you have a board of commit. You have a board of chambers. Okay. You have to listen to the board or they can veto him at a CEO. He can't do nothing about it. They can kick him right out of this, out of that position. He's getting yeah. paid by the networks <laughs> to do the TV series. If the, if the networks don't think they're doing better, they're going to put somebody in the position to do so. So Vince got told, hey, you need to change it. You guys lost. You guys moved. It still didn't do good. Here's what you're doing now. Does the new logo look great? No. Am I going to give it a chance? Absolutely. Did everybody like it when I went from WWF to WWE? No. 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 Everyone loved it. But now, what, now yeah. we're used to it, right? Yeah. Now we've got to accommodate it. SmackDown was white and blue before, and now it's silver and blue. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to give time just to. Yeah, you know, it, it, I don't think it. they lost their identity. I think they're trying to find their goddamn identity again because they've made a lot of big, drastic decision changes. They've made a lot of big, drastic roster drops. So now they're trying to figure out what to do. Champa's now the new champ. All right. Well, let's uh, start off with. Uh, let's go down the line. Let's uh, start with the opening match. Uh, why, you know. I know they want to put the new guy over, but why do it at the expense of L.A. Knight, though? That's he problem. sucks. L.A. Knight sucks? He sucks. 
I don't think he does. I think that's one of the most talented guys on the damn See, roster. No, 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 no. You not understand when I say he sucks. I'm not. I don't mean in ring skills. I'm. I'm talking to you as a a mark. I'm talking to you as somebody that watches the screen. He does not resonate to anybody. Yeah, that's all he has. Yeah, can he work? Yes, but he he has nothing. He he looks like a forty year old man trying to rekindle days. In a fucking big top circus. He ain't fucking... What does he have? Really? Besides his mouth. He he has the if factor. That's that simple, because you know why? Look how heated you're getting about it. I'm not heated. No, well, from a a Mark standpoint, you don't like him because he doesn't do anything for you. He doesn't do anything for you. He sucks to you. But maybe he does stuff for other people. He does stuff for other fans. Like... I'll say this: Him coming from NX from from TNA to them, he brought them close to a half a million viewers. That's how. That's why he's in that position. That's why he gets those pushes. He's bringing money. He is money. Like and again, yes, his name didn't change much besides Eli Drake to L.A. Knight. Bro, it's the he only looks difference. Like he's a dude having a midlife crisis, putting on wrestling boots. But he's that guy that he can. You give him something, he can turn it into something the fans hate, and they don't like. He's boring to you because you don't, you don't like him. Now I'm not saying it's a bad way. No, because I liked him in in NWA. I thought he was cool NWA, uh, uh, and then I'm like, I right, what what what's he gonna bring to the table over here? And the same loud shit like. Like it, okay, cool. Work, the and then when he works, it's like his match is fucking is okay, whatever. Again, not even great. That's because that's what they're producing. It's not him. It's what they're giving him to produce. All right. So now he now Knight's going up against uh, the new upstart within uh, NXT, uh, <clears throat> Braun Breaker. Formerly known as Rex Rex Steiner, which is an acronym from Bone Breaker. <laughs> so anyway, uh, legit shoot shoot name uh, Bronson Rex Steiner, which is Rick Steiner's son, and the kid is very impressive. You know, he, he looks a lot like his pop. I you know <laughs> I, I gotta admit that though. You know, and and I'm not talking about the singlet because his pop uh, back in the day, yo he. He was built like a brick shit house himself. He was solid. He was solid. Yeah. A, 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 a legit wrestler and stuff like that. And one of the things that caught my eye during the match is when, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone else caught it when he uh when, when he hit the, a, a Steiner line. He literally hit a fucking Steiner line. Yes, I said it, Pat. Wait, why am I apologizing for cursing? We're not on in studio no more. Yeah, but uh, we're still part of Denver's sport. Damn it. Damn it, you Dennis, why you had to put us there? Okay, but I will say this. Uh, we're homegrown, self-made, no blue check mark needed. There. All right, let's keep it rolling. So I, I, I like this kid. I like this kid a lot. He came in with the intensity, uh, and, and they put him over. I thought they were going to have, honestly, I thought they were going to have Knight go over because him being in the match later on. But then... When they put uh, uh, Steiner or Breaker, whatever you want to call him, over, uh, I actually had other ideas for Knight later on. Maybe I'm mad he did steal my finisher, but we're not going to go into that. Okay, 
but no, I, I like uh, I like Steiner. I thought he was awesome. Uh, he if, if you want a big guy, big guy things, big guy things do. That's the guy. Um, yeah, and like I'm, I'm totally cool with him being put over. I just don't I hate his name. I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't understand the name, and I don't understand double booking LA Knight. Like you already had him for a match. Why do two? See, you, have, you have plenty of talent that you could have used to have job to this guy. Well, well, my thought process was uh, a little bit like they what, what they had at the end going on, where I thought, okay, think back. Um, Owen Hart beats Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Okay, he rode him up in the middle of the ring uh, when um, he was on top of the shores. He rode through and Owen pinned him. Uh, next thing you know, later on in the night at the main event, Bret Hart wins the world championship. He's raised on everyone's shoulders, and out comes Owen. He's pissed off because he celebrated early in the night. He beat his brother, and next thing you know, what do you see? His brother wins the title. Well, I thought we were going to go that route and see Ellie uh, Knight lose the opening match, come back, win, win the championship, and then have uh, Bronson Breaker uh, come out and uh, uh, like maybe backstage or whatever, like they did with uh, Champa, and like you know, like eyeball that title, like oh, I beat you earlier, I I, I want a shot now, I beat yeah. you earlier, champ, you know. But no, they didn't go that route, and I I thought that I thought that's where they were gonna go, you know. And and uh, my thought process was. Um, it was uh, Champa. I was going to say, oh, they're going to look at him and say, okay, he has that old man look. Uh, they're going to look at Pete Dunn and say, oh, he's short and we don't care if he leaves or whatever. Uh, and then with the, the new guy, I forget what name he goes by, but he's uh, uh, Cal Bloom. He's actually one of the guys from uh, uh, the Be- from the Beverly Bro- Brothers. He's, he's one of their sons, uh, which is Wayne Bloom. Uh, I I I I had a toss up of either L.A. Knight or the new kid coming in and surprising everybody and picking up that W from out of nowhere. Look, I called it before the I I didn't watch I didn't watch the event because again I, I had my daughter and I had other stuff going on that night. But I said to my girl, I said it was either AP Dunn or Champa was winning. It's the yeah. perfect time to give Champa back the title because technically speaking. Did he actually lose it when he the last time? No. No, I he had I, it I, in. I agree with you. I, I thought it was he going to be Pete. I thought Pete was going to get his shine because it was going to be the new wave point two point oh. You know what I mean? They, they, they were going to go with that way since Champa is part of the old regime. We but, both you know, went like this at the exact same time. You see, we we think alike. Sometimes we just argue in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but, no, I, I agree with you on that uh, one. I, I thought they wanted to go with Pete, but I wasn't mad when they went with Chomp because they went with experience, you know, and somebody that could actually cut a promo and, and, and when the next person that comes take that off him, he could intrigue the audience into that match for whomever that new guy is is probably going to be a new guy unless yeah. they they have one of the uh, Dunn or Gargano 
do something. You know what I mean? I, I honestly, it, I honestly want to see Dunn versus Champa. Yes, me too. It has money written all over it. But again, I think this was the perfect opportunity to put the title back on Champa because, again, the last time he had it, he had to leave for the neck injury and have to have the surgery. So literally, this was the perfect way to write him back into the title picture and the perfect way to put the title back on him in the best way possible. On the brand new platform for NXT on the very first new night. Perfect way to do it. I don't think they could have, they couldn't have wrote that any better. Yeah, I felt like in it made perfect sense. In my professional opinion, that was the perfect way to go. Since you didn't have it, since you had to hand it over here, we're going to give it back to you, Champa. Now go kill it like we, go do your shit we know you can do. Because we we, we know where we want to get Pete done versus Champa. We know we want to LA Knight versus Champa. The Von Wanger dude, I don't even know who the hell he is. Bro, it, it took Dunn. I don't even worry about it. It, 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 it took Dunn and Chomp. Like, slow the hell down. <laughs> Throughout different spots. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Because he was throwing people around the ring, and they're trying to pace themselves. I'm like, oh, he's too excited to be here. <laughs> but who like, wouldn't yeah. be, though? Like, that was that's an excited moment. Like, that. Yeah. What I didn't get to say in the pro with the interview earlier and I called him props. I know I had someone said I broke the third wall or whatever it was. You are carrying the most prestigious thing in a company, and it's a title. No matter what title it is, it's the it's a very prestigious thing in that company. It's very highly that they give it to you. It's still a prop, but it's a championship prop to where they are they are trusting you. With their most prized possession. So now. Respect that prize. And show us you. That you know. We gave we picked the right person for the job. Don't make us regret this decision. That we gave you the most prized possession. Champa Has the most prized possession. In NXT. So real quick, what do you think of B Fab's uh, in ring performance? I don't even know. I I didn't watch NXT. I watch it. Okay. I literally no, watch I, I, it on on I, the, on the weekends. I was I was hurting. I was hurting watching. Oh yeah. man, my eyes were burning. <laughs> uh, I'll catch you next week after you watch it because uh, there's some positive points and there's some. Okay, so here's my question: <laughs> on a scale of one to five, you know, I'm gonna go one to ten. Scale of one to ten, how many times am I gonna curse? And go, what am I watching? 50-50. So a five, okay. That's fair. I, I, I don't be, well, th- then again, you may see some positive points that I don't see. But as a first time match in front of the whole world, I expected more. One thing that made me go, what the, was, uh, uh, was that Ridge Holland? Oh yeah. When 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 he beat the crap out of Drake Maverick, which honestly, right now I'm gonna it did not make no sense to me whatsoever. Why? Because Drake Maverick was just on Raw. They were doing the whole skit thing with with the twenty four seven title, and you know 
he has a plan. He's telling truth and and uh, maybe they're and, trying to write him out. I don't know. No, but they from the night before being on Raw, they literally look like they had a plan for him, like some kind of angle or whatever going after the 24-7 title. That's what yeah, it, it looked uh, like. Then And then next night, he's getting the shit beat the hell out of him by Holland. Like, what the hell? It yeah, didn't make no sense. Literally went from tr- apparently trying to devise a plan to get the 24-7 title along with uh, R-Truth and Akira Tozawa. And then within 24 hours, he's just getting thrown around like a, like a rag doll. It was right. it, it was rough. Like it was like that, he's that, a big guy. Don't don't get me wrong. He's a he's a, <laughs> he's a brick shit house and like and he he kind of reminds me of a smaller Brock Lesnar. This guy, yeah, Ridge Holland, yeah. definitely. Yeah. He's 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 a he's a really strong dude. Like, but like like that like Dennis said like talking about L.A. Knight earlier, like how he said they could have they could have booked anybody else. Like this is the match where they could have literally booked anyone else. Ridge to go Holland up against Ridge like, Holland. Yeah, they could have brought anybody in there. Exactly. Ridge looked like he ate Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's a small boy. Plus, he played rugby, so you know his body's ready for that business. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, I like Ridge. I, I think Ridge. No, I like. Him he, too. he needs to be polished, but I, I think he has that. He has the looks, the body, the size. All he needs is to polish up on some normal things, and he is beyond fucking that level. Don't get me wrong; I, I I like the guy too. I just I just hate what they did to Maverick. That's all. That's all. That's the only thing that pisses me off. Uh, now a, a, another group of guys that really impressed me. I'm sure I'm sure Austin's probably gonna agree, uh, agree with me on this one here. Is the Creed Brothers? Oh my! Oh my God! The, yes, the ones that with Diamond Mine, and 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 right there was another jobbed out match where they where these yeah, two you wanna, other kids got job. You want to talk, talk about some big boys? Who he's not liking it already? No, 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 no. I, I I like the Creed. Like the first like last week's match was perfect to debut in. They were they were just bullies. I wish this match they would put them against a little bit more seasoned jobbers from NXT locker room. Not just some no names. I think they want to do that for a little bit. I, I think they would just want to show to see exactly to, where to establish how 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 uh, beastly they are. That's what they want to do. Uh, I kind of figured that when the dude almost died on a fucking turnbuckle when he wasn't watching what he was throwing him. But that's neither here nor there. Anybody? Hello, Dennis. Hello. Are you okay? Fly. No, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I have, I'm literally working still. So yeah, obviously. Oh. Okay, but uh, you know, the night was iffy for everybody. You know, it's, it's whether you liked it or, or 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 not liked it. But the biggest pop of the night, hands down, we all gotta agree, was the wedding. The wedding was the bomb. <laughs> Dennis did not watch the wedding. No, I uh, I, watched, I don't know. No, 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 no. I I did watch the wedding. I, I watched say, it on she, YouTube. I was, I was um, we talked and, and, and I turned it off. What? That was the best part, dude. You know what I? You know what I hate about wrestling? Weddings. Yes. 
But no. this is was success. Like this, this was, was awesome. a good one. It, it really was. It, it, it was I, done right. I just don't care for it in a wrestling ring. Sorry, it's just overdone and overkilled. It's done. All... You get it once a year. Like why? No, but not like show. this, dude. But you, 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 but it doesn't matter how they do it. I'm tired of seeing real weddings and wrestling once a year. I from now on, all the promoters out there, when Dennis is on your show, book, and you, and you book have a, wedding. a wedding. Book a wedding. Shit, book two. Have him there. In fact, ha- have him be like the guy that walks everybody down the aisle. He's the usher. To, to, to He's, the usher. He's the usher. Make <laughs> make Dennis the usher. He got sure he has the ring. So when they say the ring bearer, will you please come up? He ooh, has to show ooh, his face. We're in camera. a ring. We're in yeah. a ring. <laughs> all, all we're in a ring. <laughs> and just, what about you the know, just, in, where... just in Austin doing typical Austin things? No mm. worries. <laughs> what 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 about what about when uh uh does anyone uh eject or forever hold your peace? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he opened up his jacket. <laughs> up the jacket with the hatchet in it. Uh, and, I'll, and I'm literally dying when I'm watching. I'm, and I'm yelling. I'm yelling out to everyone. Put your goddamn hands down, <laughs> dude! I laughed so hard seeing that. Oh shit! Just so I'll... y'all know that if anybody books that type of thing on a show, and I have to do all that first off, Austin, I'm kicking you in both of your testicles. <laughs> um. Full speed ahead. Now remember, I kick 120 po- 20 psi. Um, so I'm Look, dude, I'm, 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 your, your I, I, I watch Phillies baseball. Okay, I'm kicked in the nuts on a daily basis. We both are. That is a fact. <laughs> um, and Union soccer, like that. That's just as bad. But stay, tu- stay tuned on Saturday for that. I'll talk about um, that. Don't no, you worry. I'll be at a wrestling event. I'm busy all day. Damn, dude. Yeah. So but, uh, you can watch it after. But, if anybody does book that I'm on a show, I'm gonna try. If ever, if you had me walk people down to the wrestling ring, that's fifty dollars a person. That you gotta pay out to them. No, that they gotta pay me to do because if not, I'm pa- I'm taking my wheel my 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 suitcase and I'm going to hell home. It's gonna be all funny games to watch it go. We should get married in a wrestling ring, and you gonna be like, oh no, oh god, oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm over here yawning. I'm so so tired. I was up all day. I'm sure you guys were too. Oh, dude, I was at work all day, and yeah, tomorrow right. I got to build a van all day, and then go get my hair cut, and then get ready for my daughter. Get ready for first off. Got to get all my equipment ready because I got some new equipment here that I want you. You'll get to see on Saturday. Sweet. Um, and then got to get it all set up on Saturday. All right. For the, for um, the re- but then Sunday is my daughter's birthday, so like I I haven't really slept this week. Gotcha. So, so now AEW. Then. We're gonna talk about everything else but AEW. Damn. No, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just look, kidding. No, nah, here's a question. Kidding. Here's a question. Can we do a pop up Saturday podcast and talk AEW? We can pop up and talk about whatever we want on Saturday. If you know, if uh, if the timing's right, I plan on going Friday and setting everything up anyway. So. Look, I plan. I can. I could always go set Friday and set up everything. I and then as long as I'm back in time for date night. Well, I'm, dude. I'm getting there about seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. So what happens if you're not back in time for date night? Yeah, then I have that, to sleep in the fucking car because she'll kill me. Well, you do you for date night. I, no, I'll, she I'll, won't. 
if anything, I'll set up my equipment. And if you ain't got a lot of stuff, then just come the next day and just set it up because I'll, I'll probably be back there early, probably around noonish or something like that. Oh, I got to set up all the cameras. I got to set up three cameras, the boom mic, the shotgun mic, the backdrop. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I'll probably, if I do, I can show up. At, if, as long as I show up at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, I'm good. But I'm sure someone will be there. Because the ring's getting in the, there to set up at 6, at least by 6 or something like that, I was told. In the morning? No, uh, no, the night before. Yeah, I'm talking about the next day. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone probably stay overnight there like they usually do. Yeah. So, but anyway, let's jump into AEW before someone starts jumping in our chat room yelling at us. Come on, talk AEW. We got to start from the closest thing first and then work our way backwards. I'm not saying who it was. Why do I sound like the mom from the 70s? I mean, from uh, the Big Bang Theory? Water! 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 Howard! Yeah, Howard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking his headphones off. My God, that was loud. That's almost... Howard! Crazy. <laughs> no, you almost sound like the the, the chick from uh, Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the same thing. Mike Wazowski. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now now Nina's fucking doing it. This is great. Twenty one Marlboros down. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're doing Saturday, be like, so Dennis, so. <laughs> Well, I read Dennis, you. talk to me about your YouTube show. Yes, talk to <laughs> us. Talk to us, Dennis. Dennis, talk- what you mean you're not walking us down to our Dennis? All right, all right, look. Dennis, eat your food. It's kosher. I'm telling you. It's kosher, I swear. I swear. You know, I was talking to your Aunt Betty. <laughs> from Yonkers. Yeah, we're from Yonkers. He the... I was talking to your Aunt Betty from Yonkers, and she was telling me your Uncle Gus fell down the steps and broke his hip. He got oh, the gout. It, it just, yes, sounds, it just gout. sounds terrible. <laughs> Imagine, imagine if that happened to you. You came, you came out of your bed one morning, went to go downstairs, and you fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and then, and, <laughs> and then your cousin Polly came over. You know how he is. He's just a regular doctor. Everything he reads is golden. He said, "If you got something on like the gout, put some Windex on it. It'll come right off." Windex fixes everything. Anybody that's watching this, can you please send help? Help, please. I think all, all three of these guys need to go see a doctor. Or just, Dad, or, what or, the or, hell did you book me on, man? If you're watching on Twitch, clip this. What's up? Howard, what's wrong with your friend Sheldon? He's the weird one. What about the little brown guy? He's kind of weird. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, I love that show. That's great. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I I can I can I can uh, graciously admit I've never watched an episode of Big Bang Theory. What? I'm, I'm, I, I'm actually it's literally fun. I'm binge watching it. I think I'm on like towards the end of season seven right now. It, it, so it, I I I finally finished it uh, when I got Peacock. 
I. It's just it's the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. wow. it's it's just crazy to think like with with the huge I, nerd that I am. That, I was just like, sad at the end. I have, a, I have a I have a Pokemon backpack here full of Magic the Gathering cards. Dude, this will be your show, like completely. <laughs> yes, Austin. This is your show, Austin. I'm your mother. You're gonna live with me forever. I'm gonna take care of you. Come help me with my bra. I can't get it off. <laughs> well, you have all right, all right. Pokemon cards. I right, have an gonna... entire bookshelf full of Power Ranger pop figures and a four hundred dollar Japanese uh, Power Ranger droid. Unopened. Hey, hey, Wait, bro, Dennis. It's like, it's like this level of nerddom, dude. Like, hey, Dennis. Austin wants to know if you guys are going to have a sleepover and play with your Pokemon cards. Fuck yeah, we are. Hell yeah. Okay. Now, with that being said, let's get into some AEW. Now, I'm waiting for this. I know. Me too. Uh I, honestly, I I was actually hoping for a nice spectacle. Uh, but uh, it it really. Compared to last week, it actually took a dive on me, though, really, honestly. You, you know, like, I, I was, I, I don't know, I, I just wasn't into it this week for some reason. I don't know why, it just didn't pop for me. I'm like, it, it, it was great seeing Cody Rhodes come back, going going after, uh, um, Go after I, was about to say, Black. I was about to say Alistair, yeah, that's right, Malachi Black. And, and, have, and have Rosario Dawson have that quick spot in yeah, it, too. You know what? Pretty cool. As soon as I saw Rosario my, my, my Dawson, heard me mention the my name, heart, she just went, love her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to mention her. As soon as her image came on the screen, I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I was like, my wife. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's like the me with the can of beer. I didn't get to watch that segment, but I watched it today, and all I could think of is Rent the Movie. And then uh-huh. the show Chicago Fire, and all I could think of is, man, she's gorgeous and can sing. No. You, you, you know, I loved her. I loved her. I literally loved her in Clerks too. Oh, she's her, good. Ca- her character there, like, like they're oh filming my God. a third one right now. I, That's I why know she was on the show. I'm so. I'm hyped. like, I'm like, I want in Clerks too. I want to be Dante when they were talking about the part. He had her up on the on the sandwich table. Yeah, yeah, yeah some. <laughs> I know Rosario Dawson from kids. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Sin City. Why? What? Why is it that Dustin got his ass whooped and nobody shows up? But once Rosario gets something, Cody comes down the aisle like nothing. It's different. He's <laughs> Dustin. She's Rosario. Duh. <laughs> like, your own family just got knocked out. Get manhandled. No brother. That thought from the other way comes this way. Oh hell no, nah. you ain't touching her. <laughs> I mean Dustin and Brandon gonna be talking to Cody real soon. <laughs> Cause you know Cody likes the mulattoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He 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 gotta watch he gotta watch out because if uh if uh, Bray Wyatt come, come, comes over, he kind of likes that uh, flavor, too. <laughs> With him being with JoJo from over in uh, W... Uh, but, and she's not even there anymore, is she? But, JoJo, the announcer? She hasn't been with... No, she's been gone. Okay, yeah. they, like, released her I, without, they released her without anybody knowing. 
Yeah, exactly. I didn't know. That's uh, what I was asking. And then she, I think, now her second seed from. Oh, damn. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Huh? Go, boy. He had the whole world in his, his hands. hands. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, like, what? why did Cody save Rosario and not Dustin? Well, you know, it's because, the whole thing um, with the whole thing with uh, him they, and Malachi with the whole shit they, that went they, down. Uh, that was the, the, they, they host that show together. Which the one the, has the his blood. Go big show or whatever it's called. Oh, is she on that too? Yeah, she's one yeah. of the judges. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why uh uh Cody Rhodes' song now has uh Snoop Dogg in it because he's also one of the judges. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And then they, they, they did the whole thing with Shaq because of the the whole fact that it was on that it's on TNT and whatnot. To answer your question, the reason that you felt this show was a little stagnant compared to the previous shows because the previous shows had reveals and shocks yeah, yeah, and awe, larger boom. So now we're getting back to regular dynamite, and it was still a good show. And the ending between. Um, Brian and, and Kenny, you know, that was good. Uh, I, I thought the show was really good. That match between Cole and Cass was really good. Oh, yes. Yeah, most def- I really yeah. enjoyed that one there. I like uh, Th- that was money. And for those that are new to the business and want to see how to work, Frankie Kazarian, man. watch oh them God. too. Oh, right yeah. there, that match. That match is crazy good. I I I love when I see him do his his springboard leg drop because it, it just like it just resonates with me because that was like one one of my finishers I used to do back in the day. I was like like all right cool I I love this guy and then plus plus the fact I got to work with him out in uh, New Jersey the one time just one time that's it. Uh, but but yeah it's, it's good and then now you got Cole there too and I'm surprised to see him come out in the opening match though. That that was a big surprise right there. That was the thing that took me for a loop too, is I wasn't expecting that to be the opener, but no. Not you ain't first, you last. That's one thing with performers. Either you want to be the bar and set that, or you want to be the main event. So that's basically what that was. Like his first match, he's not gonna bring top hour, so they're gonna give him opening hour. Yeah, and then and then he cut his promo at the end talking about the super click, you know him and the young bucks. Uh, he he wants to go against uh, who who was it? Uh, uh, Jurassic Cage? Express and Christian Cage. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that did what, was he asking for that for next week? Right, uh, rampage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So and then if you notice when he started saying super click, I guess the days prior, like like a day or two prior. They were already putting in the copyright uh, stuff to to, to get the um, full copyright of that name, the Super Click. Yeah, so, because back in the day, that that was their thing before. There, they were calling themselves. Oh, oh man, I'm getting tired here, guys. I don't know about you. But yeah, now, I'm. We, we still I'm gonna have to dip out. Unfortunately, I, kinda, I gotta get kinda, up early for yeah, work. I so that. I really want to get into like, like also like you know how right now they're pushing uh, Fuego. With right now he put his car up on the line. Well, 
self-proclaimed car, whatever, against uh, Miro for uh, the, uh, the TNT it's championship. Totally, yeah. I can see Miro walking away. He's going to he's gonna have a new car and this and that, whatever whatever the case is. Yeah, definitely. They could, they could go to uh, via disqualification and Fuego keeps his car, Miro keeps his belt, blah, 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 blah. But either which way, but yeah, uh, AEW was fun, and we're all pooped out because we all got things to do. Well, one thing I actually touch on is that what I found a little bit disrespectful, but I don't think he would have done it without permission, and that's MJF when he was cutting the promo yeah, Pillman, and yep. he's like, and then he's started talking to him why he's in hell and stuff like that. Yeah, like like I said, he wouldn't have done. I honestly say he wouldn't have done that without the family's permission, without Brian's permission to come out. Yeah. and do all that because other than that, it right there would have been some really backstage heat going on, and I could see some fists flying, you know, and we'd be hearing all about it all over the news. So, so uh, like I said, the big ups on and actually getting permission first. If that's what bothered you, he called his mom Methany. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, that was- if that bothered you, then I'm surprised that Jericho's promo didn't bother you. Uh, that, that, he, 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 that would have been on site if I was him. See, one thing, <laughs> one thing different is like, okay, look, okay, uh, one... Your name calling, okay. Your parents still alive. Your name calling. You're you you're, you're and you're getting over. But the fact that the man's father's dead, and you're going to disrespect his legacy like that. That that that's what I'm saying. He must have got permission before he even went that route. Had to because that would have been almost that that there for me would have been a no no. Like 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 right now, if 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 anyone of my you know like my father's still alive. And if he was calling him names like, hey, old man, whatever, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. But if he, if someone would come out of pocket and start talking shit on my mom, and my mom's not here, oh, that's a difference. They're like, yo, hold up. You should have came to me and, you know, at least let's talk about it. What, how are you going to do this? What route are you going to go with this? You know, I don't want you to cross the line. You can talk. You can say something. But let's take it to the edge, but don't cross that line. So... That's all I'm saying is. It, it I, I understand what you mean. I understand what yeah. you mean. And, like, I don't know. Uh, maybe because I grew up in, in the era of snaps and the dozens that we used to bust on each other. No, no, it's uh, not. Uh, 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 I, I get busting on each other. Uh, no, but the I, far, I, I, I understand yeah. about crossing the line. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that like that. Like you picked up on it, I picked up on the methany and shit. Like, yeah, I, 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 I you was know, swung on sight. That to <laughs> me, that was funny because one in my head, I'm thinking, okay, his mom's still alive, she's not dead. And I don't give a damn if my mom's think, alive. Oh, oh yeah, I, I Dennis was leaving anyway. I guess it's just three of us, gentlemen. But uh, yeah, uh, that that's my thought process on that. How about I? I seen you nodding your head. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like MJF wouldn't have done that unless it was okay with, with Brian Jr. and the family. Like that's, that's that's just a line like you never cross unless like, you, like you're like, look, just for the sake of like really pushing the heat on me, 
I I kind of need to do this. Are you cool with me doing it? Because like, like, M- like the character of MJF is again, Pat. I'm sorry. He's fucking, fucking asshole. Like, fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. But like, like I can totally, I, I can totally see him like backstage being like, "Look, Brian. Like, I, I know it's hard for you to hear this kind of stuff that I'm going to say, but it's the only way that this storyline can really." have a ton of purpose is if certain things are said that may not be kosher to you and your family. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a uh, late. We are, Ooh, damn. We're almost at our two and a half hour mark. Like we were the, the last time. That's damn, your fault. We're, we're, we're stretching this. Year. Fault, uh, but yeah, uh, all said, I don't know if you heard before, you know, uh, well you were there anyway, when we pulled, when I said we're going to pull from uh, studio-wise. Um, and you probably saw the chat room when I was saying about figuring out uh, new hours and stuff and what days. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, you were, you were thinking potentially uh, grabbing the old Sullivan squad time slot. Yeah, do do su- Sundays at 11 from here in-house or whatever. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a problem. Um, do that maybe on a weekly schedule. I know Dennis can't be here weekly because of he has his daughter every other week. So, yeah. uh, but, but then, uh, I thought about, um, doing Thursday night slam every other week. Okay. Making this bi-weekly. It's bi-weekly and at least it'd be a little more flexible because then there's stuff at nighttime where I want to do that stuff pops up that we can't do all the time and stuff. And I'm thinking like maybe we'll go into that like maybe in November. But we can all talk about this again in the group. Um, like I said, it, it we're uh, like I said, and if we do the weekly show for Sundays, that'd be great because then we actually still get, we actually gain a show then. Yeah. Uh, because we were only we were doing this weekly. And doing and that doing, once a month, that once yeah. a month. So if we switch it where we do that weekly, the practice and buy slams, and do this bi-weekly, we gain one show plus not to mention the pop-up ones whenever we do that. Exactly. That yeah. So we'll gain one show at least, you know, because yeah. like I said, we, we we all have a lot on our plate. Dennis was work and his stuff there too. You doing the other podcasts as well, and so, and the 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 social media. Yeah. And all the stuff for my show in particular, for the Scrapper Boys, the Scrapper and Boys. and you know, a, and you know, occasionally, you know, being terrible at video games over at twitch.tv slash hambo two six. It's my cheap plug said, for the night. It's my cheap plug said. for the night. Wait, say it slower so we all can understand uh, that. Twitch TV slash hambo spelled H A M B O two six. Hambo26 on Twitch, so you can watch him play, just like how my daughters watch people play on YouTube, which I still don't understand that. Why watch watch when you can play yourself? Well, sometimes you don't have the 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 money to buy the game. Going to your friend's house and watching the game. Going to hang out with your buddy while you play Metal Gear Solid. I just watch watch if I need a cheat code or something like that. Like, damn, I I can't get through this. I need to see how this person yeah, like a, like a lot of there's there's actually a lot of people out there that just do like, hey, here's a guide on how to how to like do this one particular yeah. thing in this game. Yeah. Which which right now I still have uh, God of War and the Last Assassin's Creed that I didn't get through. Oh, which one? Um, 
Uh, Valhalla? No, uh, the Odyssey. Oh, dude, I'm pl- I'm literally playing that right now. Actually, I did, so I did not I did not buy buy Valhalla. So, but I I've, I've been hearing a ton of good things. I actually want to want to grab it myself. Oh, yeah, I see the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's pointing at the time for me. He's like, yeah. come on, man, time. When go sleep. It's actually this kind of talk is actually a, a an idea that I have in the pipeline. Actually, is talking about video games well, and stuff. Well, so. you know what? Then let's uh, jump on that another time. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, uh, but uh, we can actually do that as a pop up pipe bomb segment because it don't have to be wrestling. Pop up yeah. pipe bomb can be anything. It can be politics. It can be, you know, my. You can be like talking about saying, "Hey, Chio, my old lady's pissing me off." Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about her? Sure. Pop up pipe bomb. We talk shit on women. Yeah, we, no, not women in general. Just, just, just ones that piss us off. Like, and, that, and that's where the podcast went downhill. Yeah, that's when our ratings drop. I have a coworker that's pissing me off. All eight of them just stopped listening. Yes, I know. Damn one. it. Damn it. They're going to unsubscribe. Shit. We're done. Damn it. The only likes is going to be your own fucking views over and over again. Like, I'm going to bl- click the bell on our I'll, YouTube. I'll, I'm going to blame Dennis for this since, since he got off early. We can put the blame <laughs> on him. So, if, but, uh, if, if someone was going to say something off the cuff and Dennis isn't here. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with so, shouldering the burden. So, so people, bear with us between uh, the rest of this month and next month because... Like I said, probably in the beginning of November, we probably have a new schedule and new hours and stuff like that. It'll probably be a lot more better for everyone than trying to tune into us, you know, every Thursday night. So you can a Sunday morning will work out right before football. We'll jump on here probably about 11 on the dot. We don't have to wait. No, wait for anybody else to come out of a studio. We can just jump on right at 11 and then yeah. then you can just uh, jump. We can. I guess work between us and whoever's live on the other channel, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we can figure it out. But uh, yo, uh, this is Thursday Night Slam, and uh, once again, uh, I'm Chio. This is T Reyes. That's yeah, Austin. Yep. You got to see Dennis. Uh, check out all the Devereaux Sports team uh, out there on Devereaux Sports on Facebook. Uh, the Combat Misfits, the Old School Show, the Scrabble Boys, the Gobbler Inc. Uh, and the Sullivan Squad, and don't forget all of us here at the Body Slams podcast team, where we have Breakfast and Body Slams, Thursday Night Slam, and our impromptu show, Pop Up Pipe Bombs. That's it. And uh, hey, and don't forget, uh, this Saturday in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, at the Hamburg Fieldhouse, Outbreak Wrestling will be there live with a special guest, Duke the Dumpster Drosy. And Earl Hepner, you can, uh, uh, I believe, uh, doors open at 5 p.m. for the meet and greet. Uh, for regular seating is at 6, and 6.30 is bell time. And uh, for tickets, just go to OutbreakWrestling.com. So um, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. We're, we're basically out of here. Come back next week as we will have none other than... Uh, the queen of the death matches, Rebecca Payne on the show. And uh, like I said, uh, for Outbreak Wrestling this weekend, for you that don't know exactly what is Outbreak Wrestling, well, check this out. This is Outbreak. Peace.